0: Injured in a car accident? We cap attorneys' fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, Lawyer Up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, Lawyer Up 904, Jacksonville. Attention! Attention! They are not ready for prime time.
1: Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime. Prime time. It's XL Prime Time. Featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I
2: sitting back and being quiet about
1: this? Matt Hayes.
2: That's not how
3: it works.
1: Mia O'Brien.
3: Should I laugh?
1: Should, should I not laugh? And Leon Searcy.
4: This is the big boy league. you, like me now?
5: How you like me now?
2: Welcome in. Hump Day is here. It's Wednesday. Feels like Tuesday, but it's happening. You've enjoyed the long holiday season, and now it's playoff season. Yeah, this feels like a playoff game coming up on Saturday night. Because you got a chance to play your way to the top of the AFC South. And I got news for everybody. This is uh 20 years in the making, the AFC South, and it will be just the second time. So go get it if you can against the hated Tennessee Titans. Welcome in. XL Primetime, thanks to the golf club of Southampton. On a Wednesday, you got sunshine and warmer temps. So head on out. 287 play if you want to. Put a peg in the ground and enjoy a round of golf. You and some buddies, whatever it might be, definitely check them out. But as we get started, this time yesterday, we had that uh, uh, uneasy feeling talking about Demar Hamlin in, in what was just a horrific scene on a football field the night before. Not much has changed from yesterday this time to today, although some positive news that has come out from the family side and then even the uncle speaking that the heart stopped once more at the hospital, which is just crazy to think about it, but they were right there on top of that and revived him. But they're worried about his lungs a little bit right now, and we'll find out whether or not he can come out of it. But still a scary <clears throat> situation for DeMar. Well, happened. I mean,
4: explain to me, when when they say self-induced coma, what, what are the benefits, what are the benefactors of, of that? they pulling uh, his body right now. Okay, so. Yeah, what they're doing. Okay, they're cooling his body. So, oh, I mean, there's still oxygen in yeah, his Not pres- self induced, not well, not, induced, just it's a, it's an induced, induced coma. Right. Induced coma. Yeah, so, what they're doing is
6: his critical organs. Right. They're
4: yeah. preserving okay. his
3: critical organs, and essentially what they're doing is helping his body be able to slowly heal itself. So, on everything its own. doesn't have to work nearly
4: Correct. as hard. Exactly. Okay, Okay, so, so it's slowing his body down, his temperature down. Yeah. Correct. So the organs can stay intact. So, they don't have to work as hard. Yeah. By the way, Correct. this, is, so this is what
6: we're all reading. It's not yeah. like we're doctors. No, no, me neither.
4: Right. So when I, when a, I read it, I was like, okay, right. I'm reading, but I still don't know they are so talking so
3: about. So, I, I will tell you this. I mean, from what the report has been from his uncle and from his family, and now we see his marketing agent mm-hmm. is currently on SportsCenter mm-hmm. meeting with Coley Harvey. Like, mm-hmm. from what they have reported, he, ha- he is breathing 50% on his own. Yeah. So, the intubator that, or excuse me, the ventilator that mm-hmm. they have him on is only having to work at 50% capacity because his body is responding, yeah. and it is breathing on its own. Yeah,
2: which is huge news. And, and, and I retold the story yesterday about you know, the, the, the young uh, – my daughter's teammate where when they did take her to Flagler after she, she dropped on the basketball floor, they had that – what was at the time a very new piece of technology, which was the cool coma, where you were putting them basically uh, at, at a much colder temperature. And we'll have Dr. Bari on later with the Bari breakdown, but we're getting a special guest from – one of the ERs here locally, uh, and a fascinating conversation. He explains it very well on how you know this whole thing when you do try and cool the body down, what it can do and how. Well, like does, um, okay,
4: so I'm gonna ask this another question. Mm-hmm. By doing this, does it does it preserve the oxygen around the brain? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I, I would or, think. Or, I would think everything
4: that you want to uh, because ox- when I think coma, I'm thinking first thing I'm thinking is like brain loss mm-hmm. or, or, oh, yeah. or that kind of stuff, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, is. is yeah, there, is, he's getting everything okay. right
2: now that he needs. Doesn't gotcha. mean that he will get back to 100%, but he's mm-hmm. getting everything that he needs. So, we'll keep an eye on it and, uh, and, and definitely figure out what so, happens.
6: So, real quick, his marketing person, mm-hmm. who yeah. apparently, Jordan, yeah. Jordan, clearly his buddy from college. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly. Um, he just told ESPN that there was some miscommunication on the number of times he was resuscitated. Mm-hmm. It was only once at yeah. the stadium.
2: Yeah, it's so funny because TMZ came out with that. And then the family turned right around and said that they wanted to clarify it. And I'm looking to see if I have it still pulled up here. But all it was was a brief moment in the hospital, at least from what the TMZ report said, and that everything was fine at that point. But, yeah, resuscitated on the field. And the uncle had stepped out and basically had said something to that effect. Where did they, they get pictures? Themselves.
4: How the hell did they get on the field? TMZ. I-
2: yeah, uh, no, TMZ gets reports from everybody. They I got I'm, them
6: from somebody. Got the pictures. I've always
2: maintained oh, okay. and then sold I them, them to TMZ. To TMZ. Yeah. Okay, I'll I've always maintained works, we sick society, right? No privacy. Well, none.
6: We all work for
2: TMZ. No, that's I, basically what it is. And if anyone finds something and has something, they get in touch with them, and then they get compensated for it. So that's why I say everyone works for TMZ. It just so depends
3: I'll on, just on just I'll just never forget. I'm going to
4: let y'all know right now. Yeah. Something happened to the big fella, and y'all yeah. sell me out? Yeah. I'm yeah. coming for you. <laughs> He's
3: coming in the I afterlife. You, Here going, he
4: comes.
7: But if I break you off
4: something? Uh- <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Don't sell me. Don't sell I'll me. I'll never
3: forget, though, when Kobe uh, passed away. Like, it was mm-hmm. when TMZ. Well, that was terrible. Like yeah. that, that was, like, the craziest part of it all was, like, well, TMZ says it's real, so it has to be real
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the, the idea that he's getting better is basically where everything is at right now. And so that's the, nothing but good. Now, for the NFL's part in this, the, the conversation obviously has gravitated back to the, the machine uh, that never, ever stops working. And you're not talking about two games, or excuse me, two teams in one game that didn't factor into the postseason. Uh, these aren't two teams that tried to play Monday night that were already eliminated from postseason play. No, these were two teams that were playing for the number one seed. And so even though they've said this game will not be played or picked back up this week, they haven't definitively said that it's going away. And so now you got the 1, 2, and 3 seats all up for grabs. Now Jacksonville can wrap up the AFC South with a 9-8 and eight record but would not factor into the number one overall seed. They have dropped into that fourth slot. That's where they are if they win Saturday night. But Benjamin Albright, go ahead and set it up, J.J., because he basically
7: explains. Yeah, this is him on um, Buffalo Radio. Yeah. Um, and he's saying, um, I'll just let him talk. Uh,
0: the game from last night right now is considered suspended, uh, and it may end up being a no contest. That's the idea that's being pitched around right now, as is a no contest between the two. And if a seeding issue comes into play after the Week 18 stuff is done, then they will use either a random number generator to not count uh, a game and make it uh, even on all sides. Uh, at least that's the current Phrase that's being thrown around, current idea that's being thrown around. Nothing has been determined officially yet, but that's the leader in the clubhouse right now per league office source.
2: Yeah, how about the number generator idea? What does that even mean? Uh, Because it's a three-way possibility of trying to figure out if you take a a loss or if you strap a team with a loss or Take a win away from them, possibly, meaning the Bills and the Bengals. No, I get that, yeah. You know how much it changes, so they got. So they're going
6: to randomly do it with the computer.
2: It's table. almost one like one game away from each it's team. It's almost like a lottery with those three it'll be, it'll teams because it's will be Chiefs. the BCS. Just someone's go have the sc- Kansas tiebreaker. <laughs> BCS, <laughs> someone's <laughs> going B- to yeah. get screwed.
6: Go yeah. use the t- yeah. Kansas tiebreaker. Why not? It's perfect. Yeah, it's it's
2: it's not. Or we'll just do winning. <laughs> <tie
3: breaker>. Didn't they correct me if I'm wrong? You
6: flip and then two teams play and then the one. I would love
2: that, but it's just it's not happening.
3: And literally in Kansas City, it's
6: one. It's series, man. It's
2: one series till the person scores. It's the old high school Kansas tiebreaker.
3: Yeah. Kansas tiebreaker and oh, the Kansas City Chiefs are involved, that so mm-hmm. that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. During the COVID baseball year, wasn't there like because not all of the base of the thirty major league baseball teams played mm-hmm. the same amount of game? Didn't they determine some
5: I playoff think about odds that. That by might have by
3: winning percentage? Correct me if I. I oh, that per-
2: does sound right. Right, yeah, just as far as seeding, and I do I do yeah. it because. They went through episodes where they either had COVID concerns, they didn't have enough teams to travel, or they traveled, and had COVID concerns, and then had to come back. And so they might have just basically gone Winning off percentage. the
3: win percentage. So why can't we just do that?
2: Uh, I, I I think they might
3: end well, up Well, don't doing... two of the
7: teams, won't they have the same record?
2: Yeah, but two teams will have, I think, what so is it, 12 and, 12 and 4 and 11 and 5 right now? Is that right? Oh, I have to look. But basically, that's what you're dealing with, is that, Kansas City, if they win, they would have the number 1 seed. If the Bengals had won, they would have the number 1 seed. You're looking at one team that will play a total of 17 games, two teams that will play a total of 16 games. Yes, one percentage could be a could be the way they ultimately rule on this thing, but there's there's going to be So the Bengals think-
7: and the Bills, the Bengals have one less win than the Bills. They're they're 11 and 4. Right. Bills are 12 and 3. If they end up after this weekend flip-flopping, you know, wins and losses, they would have the same record. So then you couldn't do it on win well, percentage; percent. They they'd have if, the exact same win percentage. Yeah,
2: but if the Bengals had won, they would have had the number one seed with that record already tiebreakers put in place.
6: All right, and had they lost it. You know, having yeah, to beat them and were, the Ravens. Then they might not even win the division. Yeah. I, why would the NFL just say it is what it is right now? Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that the likely, yeah. yeah. The game doesn't count. This is the standings. Yeah,
5: very likely it can be. be
4: well, that, that means the Kansas City would be number one seed, and they lost to Buffalo and Cincinnati. Yeah. You can't put them in number one. They lost the both of them behind them.
6: They got the best record. Stop it. Yeah,
4: yeah. You, you got to look at time. Come breaks. on, Matt. Yeah. They yeah. lost the both I don't
6: both. disagree with no. you. All I'm saying is you're going to randomly take a game away from each team?
2: Yeah. Aaron wants rock, paper, and scissors, and I think that's, that's not a, good a bad one. idea.
6: <laughs> Although I do get
2: confused a lot. I go rock all right. the time, and I don't know how I can possibly Matt lose. got me
7: the other day by yeah. doing, like, yeah. five rocks in a row, yeah. and then on the a... last one switched yeah. to kill me.
6: <laughs> there's You got to understand, dude. There's, like, there's literally – there are ways to go about that to like almost. Well, now I know, way. so you it's can't a, do it again. It's a mental thing. So
7: well, like, it you, it's good for one time. Yeah. No, I can do it other times. <laughs> when we go to break, bro, bring it. Mike McDaniel
3: <laughs> and Brandon Staley aren't doing the uh, rock paper scissors, so I don't know if the analytical thinking will be at play if yeah. uh, if, the, if Andy Reid, Zach Taylor, and Sean McDermott have to be doing rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, it's it, going to be it, the Spider-Man meme.
2: And on the text line, you know, what happens to all the the people that went to the game? Do they get a refund? I I, I have no idea. I have
7: a buddy who was there, so I'll ask, yeah, but it, yeah, he ask has him. definitely not gotten a refund as but, of right now. The
2: Bengals were, their statement, they were very complimentary of the way the fans uh, acted, uh, stuck around, supported, you know, all that stuff. And and it, it was one of those moments where, you know, you kind of strip away the uniform, you're just, you know, rooting for one individual. Uh, and so it was uh, you know, very surreal. Uh, but, yeah, that was going to be a jacked-up atmosphere, one of the better Bengals atmospheres that I think they, they, they have had in a long, long time, and we're very much looking forward to that. Remember this time last year? They were just getting cranked, okay? They were just getting cranked to where they were moving from a last-place team uh, into that top AFC spot.
3: Hey, uh that sounds kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah, it I, can know
2: happen I know here. I know
3: a team that's uh just getting cranked up right now and peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm.
2: It can happen here and 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 that's what everyone's looking at. They're going up against a a beaten and battered uh, Titans team. Uh Derrick Henry uh in uniform, but how healthy uh he has been a one-man wrecking ball uh to the Jacksonville Jaguars for a lot of the, you know, last handful of seasons that you can remember. In fact, he got at him early in that last game up in Nashville. But then they were able to bottle him up, and then once this football team got in the end zone a couple of times, it, did, well, it, it took Derrick Henry out of well, the game plan for Tennessee
4: sure. Tennessee did us a favor, to be quite honest with you, mm-hmm. because had, we had a couple of turnovers, got up up early, and they just totally abandoned the run. I yeah. mean, Derrick Henry was giving us the business about, about a quarter and a half, yeah. and then a couple of turnovers here and there. Jacksonville was getting, gets up by about 14 points, and then they abandoned yeah. And I think he got what maybe what eight touches after that, something something similar to that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, normally they will stick with him well, they even though us fa- it does yeah, absolutely you know, does yeah. a favor. Cuz
3: it wasn't just that the Jaguars were able to stop Derrick Henry inexplicably for whatever the reason, Vrabel and friends decided there were a couple drives there where they didn't mm-hmm. run the ball yeah. a single time and they were deep in their own territory. It was just inexplicable, unexplainable. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and that's the part that I'm so curious to see is now they have no choice. Yes, Josh Dobbs gives you more of an opportunity through the air than Malik Willis, Mm -hmm. but you have to ride Derrick Henry, especially because you rested him last week. So Mm -hmm. you are saying, we are going to come with Derrick Henry and you can just figure him out.
2: Yeah, and I do think as much as Yuli is proud and the First Coast is proud of Derrick Henry, at some point the diesel is going to run out of gas. And I don't know whether it's going to be this year or next year or whenever it is, but they were able to get a hold of him game plan-wise in the second half of that game. And then Vrabel, as you just said, went away from him. Uh, are they going to try and do that in, in the old live and die by him? We did the uh, Campo and Joe podcast yesterday, and, and Coach brought up the, you know, that quote from Mike Vrabel that says he may put a package in from Malik Willis to be ready to go. And basically telling this defensive staff they got to prepare for two guys, but you know who you're preparing for. You're preparing for Derrick Henry. You're preparing to figure out how to load up at the, at the line of scrimmage and make sure you stop him. A number one job.
3: If you have thoughts on Derrick Henry, this matchup on Saturday, and a whole lot more, hit the text line, design My lifetime enclosure, 641-1010. Our mm-hmm. guy Todd from New York, boys. Mm-hmm. He always loves to bring us back down to earth. That's his job worried in worried about
2: Todd sometimes. I'm, Maybe it is just that New York effect. It is.
3: That tri-state area, it just brings you down. That's why I, I had to get the heck out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tweeted in this morning to Jeff and said, I'm unbelievably uncomfortable. With us overlooking the Titans. We have people talking as w- if we already made the playoffs. Didn't we say the same thing in 1999? And he just sent it in again to us and said, Everyone is overlooking the Titans. It smells like 99 all over again. I feel like Titans win
4: somehow. Those are lies. Yeah. Well, we're, first
5: off, 99 we're, we're, had Steve McNair. <clears throat> this yeah, yeah exactly. A- exactly. First of all, we Come weren't on.
4: overlooking the Titans thinking about the Super Bowl. We knew that they were a formidable team that had beaten our butts twice. Yeah. All right. So we knew that we had to get a jump on them. But yeah, that team had Dig Pen Eddie George, Derek Mason, Whitecheck, White Check, Why check McNair. Steve McNair, Javon Kurse. I mean, Ugh. come on now, please. Yeah. Comparing that 99 team to what they have right now, come on now. And by the way, going to the locker room. That's like for me, for lay me on his spam. Look,
6: I don't I don't I don't <laughs> look, I probably shouldn't say this, but if they don't win this game, I mean it's almost gagging. Seriously. They're the better team. Yeah, They are the better well, team. My, my, They're playing at home at night. It'll be a crazy place. They don't win this team. They're gagging. My uh, Vita tequila friend at the beach, uh, Mark, is just nervous as all get out because he,
2: he, he mentioned the, the Colts and the Bills last year. And I'm like, well, this Jacksonville defense handled the Colts and the Bills. He goes, no, I'm talking about them being overconfident that they came in here thinking that they were going to get a dub. This team walked out with the win. Well, the way I'm, I'm looking at it with Doug Peterson, it's, it's confidence versus cockiness, and, and, and basically, take, instead of boasting, okay, you basically are in a position where you're confident and you feel like you're, you're prepared and you're ready to go. And I think the measured way that Doug Peterson has taken this team along this nice little ride here, undefeated in December, let's not forget that, they were 0 for October and now undefeated in December, is that he's got them a little more measured and confident instead of cocky.
3: In a weird sort of way, and obviously it's a it's a tragic situation, what occurred in Cincinnati on Monday night. Did you guys catch – and we'll play it because I'm going to pull up the audio and have J.J. play it later okay. in the program. Did you guys catch Doug at all on Good Morning Football this morning? So they, so he was on Good Morning so they the only it live interview they did on Good Morning Football this morning was with your Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson and obviously part of that is because of the nature of a primetime game on Saturday but part of it was and it became very evident towards the mm-hmm. end of the interview the fact that the Good Morning Football cast wanted to hear from Doug in light of the tragic situation with Tamar Hamlin and they wanted to hear from a guy who played in the league who then had to turn around and look his players in the eyes who have to play a game on Saturday. And how did he respond to that, knowing they also have to play the biggest game of the season in five days' time. And so the interview is very much worth your time, and we'll make sure we play it later in the program. But mm-hmm. to that point, I think it was almost it was almost like I, I do think the Jaguars were hot. I mean, as much as they're focused and lo- as locked in as I've seen this team all year. I, I think that that sobering, Tuesday, in a weird sort of way, I think maybe gave this team another jolt of like, hey, like, th- this is why, you know, w- why do you love the game? Why mm-hmm. do you play the game? You play it for your brothers next to you. You're focused in, you're locked in on this game. And in a weird twist of fate, and I, because I do think. You know, I, I'll give you that, Todd. I, I think there was a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I don't think the guys on the team or the coaches were no. reading their own press clippings. But yes, the, the vibes were too good. Um, but but well, listening just, to Doug Peterson this morning, this team is still as locked in as yeah. I've ever seen a Jaguars yeah, team.
2: I, 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 look, I have I, the <sighs> way they played the other day against a bad Texans team. And granted, it was a bad Texans team, which means you need to put. Uh, Thumb on them, dispatch them, as I described to you. Texas team
6: that had been playing well, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have, exactly. could have beaten the Cowboys. Played K- Kansas yeah. City,
2: Kansas City tough. Yeah. Ba- you know, had done all that. And, and Lost in so, overtime to Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, exactly. On the road, right? And I think they were, I don't remember how many points down they were, but anyway, Kansas City was down and, and, and had to take it to overtime to ultimately win it. But, you know, I described it as Duval's Dracula, okay? Nine straight losses to that team. You got to put a stake in their heart. And they did. That's what they did. And so they were able to do it with the luxury of sitting some guys down in the second half and they ultimately take, took care of business. And I just, I, I believe that Doug Peterson's NFC East background will help him fuel how, how you beat your rival inside your division and take over the division.
4: Well, I mean, listen, the, the reason why the Jaguars are playing so well, have so much comp- confidence is because of their preparation, mm-hmm. they, they, they're, they're preparing so well during the week that they, they're going out executing at a high level. And the, Coaching staff is is demanding that out of this team, this team doesn't just win five in a row out of five in a row. Their preparation during the week has got to be astonishing, mm-hmm. because now they prepare to win, and then they go out and execute, and they win, and then the final score is that they win. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's not it's not something that just just happened. It just it's something that has has been instilled upon them by the coaching staff and Doug Peterson that you got to prepare to win. And then when you go out and execute the way they've been executing, that's when you come it's, up with the you, Dubs.
6: You can tell it's very consistent what they're doing. Yeah. yeah, It's very consistent week after week the way they're preparing, which that's how you win. And you want to know and, how – And here's another thing too. And what I like the best about this is the staff itself, especially the offensive staff, and the defensive staff, mm-hmm. if you think about it, there's always something different. There's always a wrinkle every single week. Yeah. And that's what's great because then that's how you break tendencies. Yeah. I that's think they're great self scouting. That's how you get critical yeah. third downs, man. That's – So, they're growing as a team. This is why I say if they don't win, they gag. Because they're growing as a team. They're the better team right now. Mm -hmm. They have better players right now. So, they should go out there and win that game. End of story. Unsung
2: hero on that offensive staff, it goes without saying. Jim Bob Cooter. I mean, honestly, it goes without saying. In in between Jim Bob and Mike McCoy, and Press Taylor, and obviously Doug at Those the helm. Those are four
6: pretty good offensive guys That's right there, pretty –
2: yeah, that's, that's some solid stuff right there. If you think – all right, Trevor has a 106 quarterback rating – uh, the best rating of any quarterback in the NFL since week nine, okay? Oh. And she's just been rocking and rolling.
3: How about this? And this is courtesy of Paul Kaharski, who obviously covers the mm-hmm. Titans. The Jaguars' third down conversion rate of 47% in the second half of the season is tied for the second best in the National Football League. Yeah. The league average is 38%.
2: And we all know, Leon most uh, Leon more than most of us, but third downs on both sides of the ball, if you keep the ball or you get them off the field on third down. I mean, that is – the, the 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 Just the crux of how a game is won. Yeah, Keep yeah. the ball, get well, the ball. Well,
4: not only that, I think that another very impressive thing that the Jaguars do is when they come out of the second half and they had the ball, I don't know how many times over the last weeks they've gone right down the score. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about 10, 12, 15-play drives where they come out of the locker room and then they get the ball and they go out and execute and score a touchdown. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, that's that's a beautiful – that that lets you know that this team is locked in. I mean, it's been week after week after week that they've done that, come out at halftime in the third quarter and have had 10, 12, 15-play drives and score a touchdown. That's even more impressive. Yeah,
2: and that's adjustments? Yeah, that's And confidence. Yes. It's all of it. 70-plus completion percentage right now uh, for Trev, uh, when you go back since week nine, 70%. Uh, in five of his last eight games, that's pretty good. Well, All it's, right.
6: it's also the way he's like, I, I know we got to go, but it's also mm-hmm. the way like he's, he's scheming ways to get Evan Ingram open. Yeah. He's scheming ways to get, to get Zay Jones deep, to, to get deep throws to him. You know, he's scheming ways to get Travis ET the ball in space and it's different week by week by week. Yep. That's what's helping them. Right yeah. He is a great self-scout. Defensively too, Joe. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we are seeing things diff- differently, different exotic blitzes mm-hmm. that they're coming up with. like. Yeah. I thought Josh Allen played maybe his best game of the season last week. It and, was terrific. And this almost was a kiss move by the defense. Keep it simple, stupid. That's what they
2: basically did. They drilled it down, said, we want you to be your best at, the, at what we're asking you to do, and we're going to make sure that's very simple. Go do that and know your assignment. All right, we'll keep it going. Blaine Bishop, we mentioned the conversation that we had with him the last time Jacksonville faced the Titans up in Nashville. We'll see what he has to say this go-around right here on XL Primetime.
1: We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop.
3: Going to say hello to Blaine Bishop of 104.5 The Zone. Titans radio coming up in just a little bit in the interim. See plenty of thoughts on the hated Tennessee Titans coming on the text line design My lifetime enclosure. 641-1010. Also see some folks with some suggestions both on the text line and on Twitter with how to handle if the Cincinnati Bengals-Buffalo Bills game is not resumed. How would the NFL handle the playoff seeding between those two teams and Kansas city who are all currently still in the hunt for the number one, number two, and number three seeds in the AFC?
2: Yeah. I, look there. Everyone says do deal with it or fix it or let's play and all that stuff. There's just so many tentacles to any decision you make. It ain't easy. Uh, I, I always joke, you know, everyone's got a, a, you know, an answer for a decision they don't have to make uh, and, you the guy who's got to make the decision knows that this one is is paramount for a lot of different reasons. And most of them are for the fan, the other teams, the ratings, all that other stuff. And that seems small in comparison to what DeMar Hamlin's dealing
4: with. Well, but
2: you, got to, you still have to factor all that in.
4: No matter the outcome, someone's going to complain. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what the outcome is. It one is team true. is going to – uh feel the other team was was slighted in some capacity.
6: It's still a little <laughs> weird how they haven't officially said the game's this week or the game's this week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they've right. said no, they this said game's no not changes. going to be played.
2: They said no changes to this week 18 for everybody.
6: Oh, I didn't know they said for everybody. Yeah. I thought it said just for that that, yeah. that game, like they weren't going to play yeah. that game.
2: Yeah, they said that game will not be
6: played, not played this week. week. Right.
2: But they also said they don't anticipate any changes to the week 18 Anticipate. Schedule.
6: Yeah. Anticipate. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> come out I'd and say to, we're playing
2: the schedule. I'd have to go back and look and see if it said that, but that basically, that's basically what they're saying. Week 18 is looking like it's just going to, you know.
7: That would mean Roger Goodell would have to make a tough decision, Matt. <laughs> yeah. And was, we've seen he's unwilling to do that. At, at times, for sure.
2: <laughs> at times. So I mean, that's really where it's you're big at. Gig, is, man,
6: Forty million years. <throat> yeah. Uh,
2: he's and look, I I I gotta. I'm not going to defend him in this situation, but just put any of us in this situation,
7: this is not an easy one. No, I would have. It had to play yesterday. Yeah. had if, to play yeah. yesterday. Yeah.
2: If they were going to do it, they would have held teams there. They would not have said, go ahead, travel back.
6: And, and, and look, there's no way the Bills
2: would playing yesterday. The PR,
4: the PR to that, terrible. it would be awful. Really? There, but,
6: but more than anything, the Bills would not play. It would play No, yesterday. they weren't No way. way.
4: We'll Absolutely. take that no no L. Really. Really.
5: The Bills are. Well, then they I would have taken that. the L. They don't care. Yeah okay.
3: So the Bills are going through a walkthrough today, and they will have meetings. That is the first time that they have been together in the facility since they returned late on Monday night, Tuesday mm-hmm. morning from Cincinnati. Uh, no media availability. I wouldn't anticipate media availability until, what, maybe Friday. Um, but that's still a big game as well for the P- New England Patriots that they're playing on Sunday because New England needs to win that game to get in. And so mm-hmm. it's not like they can oh yeah not play that game either. And
6: by the way, but, but is it, that a guarantee? Yeah. Do you think the Bills are guaranteed to play this weekend? Um, no, I wouldn't say it's
2: a guarantee, but I'm just, they, all right, let's look at the, at, at the player. Okay. You have to, you got to go, you got to be a professional. You got to go back to work. Uh, and will Sean McDermott ask them to say, Hey, play for your, for your fallen brother. Will they collectively do that as a team? I don't know the answer to that, but that's what I anticipate happening.
5: Yeah. It,
4: <clears throat> it's probably going to be a player's only meeting, uh, between the, uh, I, I, I'm not sure if the coaches staff is going to give this to the players, I just I can't I just can't see the coaches saying, okay we need to brush this off get this behind us and play the game on Sunday mm-hmm. I just I I can't see a head coach saying that because I mean there's a mutual love and respect and admiration for each and every one in that locker room. yeah yeah you know so a coach coming up there and saying, hey listen put this behind no, you not that's not that. happening you're not putting your thumb so on so like I'm that, saying no I'm way. telling you what the coach is going to probably do the coach going to probably do is say okay it's up to you guys. look y'all have the meeting it's up to y'all y'all make the decision whatever the decision you make. Whether we play or not, I'm good with it. You know what?
6: It's exactly what happened during 9-11, okay, <clears throat> when, when Herm Edwards was the coach of the Jets. Mm-hmm. He told me this story in his office about four or five years ago. They, he said, you know, they're sitting there, and the team doesn't want to play. The commissioner's saying, you know, we're going to play this weekend. So, he says, you guys tell me what you want to do. They say they don't want to do. So, he calls the commissioner, and the commissioner says, you know, you know, we might play this weekend. And Herm said, I told him, well, Jets aren't playing. And he said, well, "What does that mean?" He said, "The Jets are 0 1." He didn't care. Mm-hmm. Like he literally did, or 0 and 2 is what it would have been then. Mm-hmm. He didn't care. He, they're taking the L. They don't care. Which is what I my guess is if the the Bills don't want to play, or if they were forced to play like yesterday, they would have said, "No, we're not playing. Give us the L." Maybe yesterday they
2: might have, but I, I don't want to be
6: insensitive. But game checks,
2: ratings. No, I agree revenue, with you. This week, all I agree. That stuff this
6: week, I agree. All I'm saying is I don't think it's a given that no. they're playing. It's all I'm right, saying. Right. And,
2: and I know as, as, as crazy the scene was, you know, you've had people that have not walked off the of fields and haven't walked again uh, from the NFL, okay? Right. <laughs> and right. from
6: college and everything else. I mean, right. we're talking about scary, scary, scary but, stuff. But not someone who literally had a heart attack know, on the know, field I know. I know. and, had to, and it had to be resuscitated on the field. That's yeah. a little bit different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're talking, you know, just from a, <laughs> a, a, a mental
2: approach, that's got to be very tough to go oh, out there and, and, and start flying around again. How hard, how hard is that, Leon? To you go know back what? And I'll tell you what. Just start flying around and uh, putting your body in mean, harm's way.
6: For some reason, Troy Aikman was not talking for like about five minutes in that broadcast. Mm-hmm. Like he couldn't. He uh, Leon can't talk about it. It's hard for Leon to talk mm-hmm. about it. Imagine if you're Troy Aikman, a former player in that broadcast booth, and you see that on the mm-hmm. field. Well, you're also talking about a Troy Aikman that had to walk away from the game. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the concussion. I mean, yeah. it was hard for you to see. right? Yeah. I
4: mean, it was hard for me to see. I mean, I couldn't fathom something like that happening to one of my teammates. I, I remember the most devastating thing I had probably seen on the field as a player is when Rod Woodson got his ACL blown out. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, because I was right there on the sideline, and I saw it. It was like mangled. It was terrible. It was like I, I, I threw up in my mouth a little bit when I saw oh, it. But God. It was just bad. So I, so I can't imagine, you know, you sitting there and, and your teammates on the ground, and he has to be resuscitated back to life. Yeah. I mean, it's something I had never – it's daunting mm-hmm. to me. I've never seen anything like yeah. that in my
2: life. Yeah, it's, it's very scary, very, very scary when you're <clears throat> around anything like that. Mm. Uh, but it's those guys that have to somehow or another compartmentalize that and then figure out how they can play for that guy and go, and go back out there. And that's basically what they got to be thinking. They have to. It'll wow. be
3: curious to see, like I said, again, the Buffalo Bills are in the facility today for the first time since they returned late Monday night, early Tuesday morning, and so it'll be curious to see how they play out the rest of the week, mm-hmm. because for them, I mean, you know, they've locked up a playoff spot, they've mm-hmm. locked, up, locked up the AFC East, so it'll be curious to see not only how they approach this game from a preparation standpoint, but do you rest starters? Are there players who opt to not play in this game and how they, how they proceed from there?
2: All right, let's get another player's take on that, which was very scary. And then obviously, let's take a look at what the Jags and Titans are up to. now. <laughs>
1: another interview on the Farrah & Farrah phone line. Brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah & Farrah.
2: A uh, guy that we always like to check in. It's, you know, the Battle of the Vills. It's uh, Nash versus Jackson. we say hello to Blaine Bishop, longtime member of the Tennessee Titans and still part of the Tennessee Titans family up there. Uh, Blaine, welcome in. How are you?
8: Man, how you guys doing, man?
2: Appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, dude! Uh, <laughs> great to catch up with you, especially when we uh, when we're on the winning side of this bad boy. You know what I'm saying?
5: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you it was gonna be pretty good. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. You oh, did. Man. It was so
2: funny, uh, Blaine, because we did an over under bet on the number of sacks that were going to come from the less from the right side of the Jags defense and the left side of that offensive line. Based on what you said, Leon won that bet. By the way, he he picked more than one and a half sacks, but. Before we get to the game, because we just talked <laughs> about just how scary that was, and, and you as a player in the secondary, just uh-huh. just your, your thoughts. I know this had to be a heavy subject with, with you and Mickey on, on 104.5 The Zone yesterday, but your thoughts?
8: Oh, and, uh, oh, what, on what? On DeMar.
2: Was. Yeah, just how scary it was. And then having oh, to go oh, back oh, out oh, there oh, and play. The yeah.
8: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, that that was uh, – yeah, I had never seen anything like that. And I everybody across the country was talking about it in every market. Uh yeah, I, I didn't think there was any chance that they were going to play. I mean, I was sitting here with my family. and You know, I told my wife, I said, well, why are we sitting here watching this? We need to turn it. They're not going to play this game. There's no way if if he had CPR put on him uh, during the game. And you and guys saw it, and you could see their reaction. It was crying that it was super serious that uh, that wasn't going to happen. So I think the coach is in. And the and the players, I'm sure the association, and NFL, were all involved there. Once they got in touch with everybody, that there was no way they were gonna come back out there. I, I hadn't seen anything like that, and just trying to educate myself on the actual injury. It seems like it was, you know, somewhat of a a fluke type injury because it seems like that could happen more often. I, I could yeah. say it could have happened to me numerous times, but it just I didn't get hit the right way, you know, uh, with my pads uh, being, uh, you know, obstruct not obstructing the the blow. Uh, and I wore kind of small pads as my career went on. Uh, and so, yeah, it was a fluke accident, man. I, you know, prayers uh, for everyone involved, uh, DeMar and his family, man, and just hope uh, for, for a recovery here, man. And here, Hopefully we hear some, some good news here in the next 24, 48 hours.
4: Now Blaine, what do you think the Buffalo Bills are going to do moving forward? I mean, because I knew right then and there they weren't going to play that game. They probably yeah. won't play that game that week. Do you think the coaching staff or the organization – Puts this in the players' hands to decide on if they're going to play next Sunday or take another, take a an L, and, and keep it moving.
8: Well, that's an interesting uh, question, there, uh, Leon. I, I think that the players are probably going to play. Now, I'm saying that, guesstimating that they may potentially hear news here in 24, 48 hours, uh, and hopefully that'll be good news. The prognosis is gradually. Coming, uh, getting his oxygen and everything else. So I'm hoping it keeps going in that direction. And I think that's the really the issue as a player to me and, and from the fan base. We didn't ever see the thumbs up. So there's no closure on where he is at in recovery. And I think the unknown is the part that, that scares and, and fears everyone, uh, especially the guys that are close to him, like his teammates and everybody, even the coaching staff. So there's a part of me. I, as tough as it sounds, I think they will play if I was making a guess without knowing any of the information now. Uh, I think that would probably be part of it now. They're still going to be the, the part of playing in the game and getting over it, especially a guy who's getting hit to a guy's running. It could still be in the back of your mind until the game gets going and then you kind of then start playing football. So uh, there's still a fear factor. I could could say when I hurt my neck in the Super Bowl, coming back that next season, which I didn't do any contact until the actual first preseason game, uh, not even then, in a regular season game, that there was still a part of me of hitting that is still taking a blow. I wasn't sure if I could continue to, you know, hit the way I was before or would it react and I'd go back to being injured again. So there's always going to be a fear factor until you get over that hurdle. Hey, Blaine... So let's, let's
6: go to the game Saturday um, and, and looking at this game from, just strictly from the Titans' perspective. How are they going to come into this place against this team that's hot on a Saturday night? That place is going to be crazy. You've, got, you've talked about their offensive line. Left tackle shouldn't even playing in the NFL. You've got a backup <laughs> quarterback. You know, you've got injuries and guys not playing everywhere on that team. How do they come in there and come up with a plan to beat this team?
8: Well, I mean, it's going to be a tough cast, and and if I was, you know, trying to make a prediction, I would definitely not be betting on this game because I, I feel like the Jaguars still are the better team, uh, as I, I thought before. Uh, they were on the uptick. You wouldn't want to play a young team that's talented at the end of the season because now they have gotten over their mistakes. They understand what they can do in this league, and uh, and they're confident. So those are really dangerous things when you're, you know, a young up and coming team. Uh, so. I think they're going to have to stick with the mantra, which it sounds boring with Vrabel with is, you know, don't turn the football over uh, and make them earn everything on, on defense. They're going to get some defensive players back. So hopefully the defense will be a lot better. Uh, but, you know, Jacksonville hot right now. So I, I think it's going to be a closer game than people expect, but I, I think that's the only way they can win. And, and Dobbs has kind of given them a, a, a glimmer of hope, at least at quarterback. Uh, and he'll probably potentially be a backup quarterback in the league, whether he's with the Titans or somebody else. Uh, and getting players back. So the spirits are kind of as bad as it sounds, and in, in they're going in the right direction, even though they lost to the Cowboys. So I think it's up big, and I think knowing the opponent sometimes helps as a former player. That helps, even though they beat you the last time. But I thought in that game that they hit on Derrick Henry right before half uh, when he fumbled, uh, which to me changed the you know, you know, know the whole game. To me, in my eyes, because they came out second half, and now they have taken down the guy who really, who's from Jacksonville, has kind of eaten them alive throughout the time. And I thought that was the passing of the guard from the Jacksonville Jack from the Titans to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And so I think that'll continue. I think the Jags are going to get them.
3: And what's crazy, Blaine, is the player that laid that hit, Shaq Quarterman, is by way of Jacksonville and Clay County. And as he, later- oh really? as- Yeah, and as he later told me when I asked him in the locker room. He grew up, you know, four years younger than Derek, wanting to be like Derek. And so it was a a crazy Jacksonville on Jacksonville crime. But, uh, you know, fascinating to get that Nashville perspective and the former player perspective that that changed the complexity of that game, we're talking with Blaine Bishop on the Farah and Farah phone line. Blaine, can you provide, knowing that Derek Henry rested last week, as did many players, mm. kind of an injury update outlook? I know we got the injury report late last night. Only one did not practice on the Titans roster, which I think is like the first time you guys have had that all season long. Yes. <laughs> um, so, kind of give us some perspective of where the health status of this team currently sits at.
5: Well,
8: you know, archery, uh, practice, full goal. Henry, I mean, Henry is full goal, as well as he was limited, but uh, he's been limited the last three or four weeks, and, and that's a big Jeff. Jeff, Jeffrey Simmons, who I, I think is kind of a, a game changer with his health, and he hasn't really been the same since he's kind of hurt his ankle. Uh, so him being, you know, an extra week of, of rest will help him, uh, as well as Hooker in the secondary. And Fulton was limited at corner, so... As bad as the the secondary cornerback position has been, uh, see if Fulton can go. I think he'll be the key cog as far as if he can be able to play because then they'll be playing with some guys that are you know journeymen and, and backups in this league. So that that'll be kind of interesting because uh, then that can kind of free up uh, Byard and Hooker to kind of see if they can do a better job on on Ingram, who who destroyed them last game and who's a you know a great talent at receiving the football. Uh, at the tight end position. So I'm interested to see, that somebody else uh, get off the but players that, that do well in the passing game as well?
2: couple more for Blaine Bishop. You can catch Blaine and Mickey 104.5, the zone afternoons up there in Nashville and a, a former Titan that played in these, these high-level games. And it's, it's cool to get it back here uh, with a playoff spot on the line, Blaine. When you think of – you kind of shed a spotlight for us on John Robinson and the decision to let mm-hmm. the GM go. Mike Vrabel, I'm sure, is not in any trouble whatsoever. But what about Tannehill going forward at the quarterback? Oh,
8: I think that's a big debate. And, you know, that's what we're going to be discussing, uh, you know, today actually is is this – whether win, lose, or draw. If you lose this game for the Titans, is this now rebuild or mm-hmm. is it retool? And that starts with Tannehill and Henry, uh, especially not knowing the gym. And to be honest, uh, regardless – you know, we all know Mike Vrabel is a really good coach. But whenever you're bringing in the GM, and if this continues going into next season, his job will definitely be uh, up for debate because the GM is going to say this is not my guy. Uh, so, and then you're retooling. So do or you know are you rebuilding? Uh, so if you're rebuilding, you know who's available as players, and then do you want to bring in your own coach now and just make you know the cut and cut ties? So I, I think this game is pivotal in that decision. As bad as that sounds, and that's really not the answer, but if I was going to make a guess, I would think Tannehill is not back next season as a starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans if I was making a guess.
4: Now, Blaine, let's address the elephant in the room. 22 years I had to wait. I had to wait 22 years, Blaine. All right? Got you exactly where I want you. we got a home playoff game, Jacksonville versus Tennessee for the right to go in the playoffs. When you sn- yeah. when you took my heart in uh, two thousand, don't <laughs> act like this ain't no big game. I'm making it a big game down here. It
8: it, it, it really is a big game, uh, just because you know division. Uh, and as I said earlier, it, is it the changing of the guard? I I really believe it is, to be honest, uh, Leon. I, I think uh, Jacksonville is going to get them. They're just too talented. I just don't think they can match it. Uh, the Titans and they you know they're just not and they haven't won a game in. Uh, Six games i mean so i just don't see it changing we we got all excited just because the quarterback plays which was average in the nfl by Dobbs who's probably a career backup excited and it's almost felt like we won the game even though we lost against the cowboys so that's where we're at uh so i i just don't see it changing and uh i i feel like jackson was getting them. and i know it does Make uh, you guys from 2000 or anything else feel any better? It just 'cause it's the Titans, and if you you win, but uh, you guys were the best uh, team that we faced, and, and I, I definitely brought my game, and our, our team did. Uh, so yeah, Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith, the list goes on and on uh, with Brunel and crew. Uh, so, they, they're, you guys were some of the best in the business, and we man. were fortunate to to get by you guys. Man, man, that, yeah, wanna, as bad man, as that sounds. Man, we don't want to hear that, man. Don't be trying to massage hey, us. Brad wouldn't even return my text or call.
4: Don't want Won't you massage enough. he's setting you up against uh, me. I hey, know
8: he hey, is. Hey, man, I am not, man. I, you know, I keep it real, man. You guys were the, the best, man. And uh, for whatever reason, we with the same thing happened to us, we couldn't beat the Ravens when y'all would destroy the Ravens. Yeah, so that, every team had their own, you know. Kryptonite. I guess kryptonite, you know, they couldn't get over the hump. So that was, yeah, we were you guys's and Ravens were ours. I mean, it just, you know, hey, it happens, man. Well, Blaine. The best team sometimes doesn't always win, we, as we all know.
3: I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you this, Blaine. Our listeners that uh, texting in on the text line right now, a couple of them are saying, you know, they're worried about, you know, is this 99 or are we overlooking the Titans? Yeah. Does it feel like 99 in Nashville right now?
8: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not the 99. See that—that's for sure. Uh, you know, we we never. You know, we were 13 and three. I mean, so yeah, this this team is a different team. This team is nowhere near as good as last year's team, even uh, with guys healthy. I've said that all season. Uh, and if they go, you know, make it into the playoffs, they're going to get beat after the first round. They may get lucky and win one, but that that's it. They just don't have enough talent yeah. at the end of the day. So, yeah, this team is nothing like that. I, I've, I've said it twice now. I think the Jackson Jaguars is going to win this game.
2: Bro, we appreciate it as always. Perspective is great. Uh, 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 stay uh, bundled up and warm up there uh, because uh, – did you have frozen pipes? Because my son-in-law tried to go to the bathroom, and I can't tell you what happened with those frozen pipes, Blaine. Uh, hopefully you're all bundled
8: up up there. Oh, no, not today. It's uh, like 58. So, no, That's no, crazy. no, no frozen pipes here today. You know, you know, it's storming at night. But other than that, no, it's, it's sunny today. All right, so you're we'll man. All
2: appreciate man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, appreciate it very Thank much. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, guys. Bye-bye. All right.
3: Blaine, Blaine Bishop, you can catch him every day, to 1-3 on 104.5 The Zone.
2: Yeah, he, and, and look, it is entirely different. And, and if anything, Jag fan, all of Duvall listening right now, should have, at the very least, don't get cocky, but hear what he says. That is a different team. And as Leon, you name, you rattled off the names that were coming in here in 99. That ain't the same as what's coming in here. This,
4: this no, no, tomorrow. no, you got to remember that the team in 99, the Titan team we played in 99, I mean, we finished the season 14-2. They were 13-3. Right. Right. And they were a wild card. I mean, so they had, to, they had to go on the road. They had to go on the road to beat people, even though they had one of the better records in the AFC. So this team that's coming here is nothing comparable to what that Tennessee title team was in 2000. Yeah, that's how you got to look at it. Yeah, that's,
2: that's look at it. Uh, another guy who has some playoff experience, Sean Merriman, mm-hmm. who's also into uh, uh, fight nights. So we're going to talk with him coming up. And get a you know a little bit of a take as far as you know what he thinks because right now if you can peak at the right time and and, and we mentioned it and I, I know we have a little fun because who was it Zay said that back during that four game losing streak or five game losing streak that they were going to peak at the right time you got to give him credit now
3: yeah and listen you got to give him some credit to the healing part mm-hmm. of it as well because yeah. you know not to not to bring this back to a somber note but as Doug Peterson was talking about you know the conversations that were had in the in the facility yesterday. And I get there's some of you that are going to say this is way too, you know, feely and you don't like that part of it. But like, it's very clear that this team, they have adult cerebral conversations. Like, I'm not sure that that happens in locker rooms in any sport. You're saying
4: this is a, you know, Did y'all have a adult, adult cerebral, cerebral conversations, fingers? Leon? Yeah. Mm. Uh, excuse me. Like, you, like no, 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 but
3: what I mean is, like, you guys could talk you to each You had Club th- Nate, is what you had. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you guys could talk to each other about football, but, like, you also could talk to each other about other things. Like, it, it seems like Some they're.
6: Philosophical.
3: Yeah. It just seems like, Doug, right. like, it just seems like this Jaguars team is, like, very connected on a different level. No. Were,
6: were you breaking down Play Doh? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, oh, not nah, maybe
2: nah. Pluto, but not Plato. Well,
4: not Play-Doh. <laughs> no. No, we ah. were we were. <laughs> no, right. right. listen listen this, this is the evolution of football. We didn't have it doesn't mean that they, they can't enjoy it. A meditation room with pillows and candles and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> a little Kenny G in the background. I mean, listen, I'm all for whatever whatever Look, works. whatever gets to dub, man. Exactly, whatever right? gets to dub.
3: It's been working for 4 weeks. Can it happen for a fifth in a row? It's XL prime time.
1: No. Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah.
2: We got fight night and NFL action to talk with Sean Merriman about as he joins us right now on XL Primetime. Sean, welcome in. How are you?
9: I'm doing well, man.
2: How are you? Uh, doing outstanding a, a former charger great and we're definitely going to work in some conversation on the NFL but as we start just tell people what you're up to and them you know we'll throw some details at them but you're uh you're basically this is your second career isn't
9: it it is it is with uh lights out extreme fighting uh my MMA promotion uh we have a huge fight next Saturday january uh, 14th on uh live on Fubo TV Fubo sports you can check us out uh 10 pm. Eastern we go live and uh, we got 10 outstanding fights coming up and uh, so if you guys don't have Fubo, make sure you get that January 10th live on uh, Fubo TV
2: talking with Sean Merriman former San Diego Charger this is when we're allowed to say San Diego Charger Not a fine. And, and and we've got to we'll, we'll get that that I'm going to call it a highlight, because it was a Jaguar highlight back in the day before we done, which I think Sean will, is expecting and appreciates. But have you been keeping up with the NFL and seeing what Trevor Lawrence and company have been doing here in Jacksonville, putting themselves in a position to make it back to the postseason?
9: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I don't know if you guys have ever picked it up but we talked about it, but a year ago, you know, I came on and said, you know, guys like Trevor Lawrence, they don't fall off, right? These are, you know, he did not get drafted, we get drafted. You're not a championship and winning the games. In the conferences he did in college, and just all of a sudden just fall off when you get to the NFL, that is a very, very rare occasion. You have that style of quarterback, that style of player, that's a bust. Uh, when I looked at that situation uh, early on, I said it's just coaching. It's just coaching. He hasn't he hasn't uh, had the right direction and the right platforms to go out and use his ability. You know, for, I just couldn't understand, you know, before when they wasn't using him and getting him on the edge and moving him around and throwing the ball because that's when he's most dangerous. That's what he's proven to do his entire college career. And then you go and trans uh, transform a guy that uh, makes him one-dimensional when he can do three different things well. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised at all that he's having a turnaround. I'm not surprised that there's a different um, and, and a, a new breath of fresh air in the organization those guys went and started to turn it around.
4: Now, Sean, I mean, is Trevor on the verge of being elite? Because you know, in this AFC, there's an arms race. You got the Mahomes, you got the Islands, you got the Burrows, you you got all these guys that for the next decade or so, that are going to be dominating the AFC. Is he potentially in that? Is he in that conversation of the elite passers in the AFC?
9: Well, I don't believe he's there yet, but I think he's going to be. Um, and you know, whenever you have a new coaching uh, to come in. The first thing is the ability to go out and make plays. But the second thing is you need to, you know, kind of relearn what you were taught when you got there. Um, And it's very hard for a young quarterback to come in in a bad situation because football is a very emotional game. Outside of being physically tough, it's an emotional game, mental game. And so when a guy now is feeling confident, he's playing better. Um, he, He knows what he's doing. He doesn't have a new system he's trying to pick up just for it to be uh, switched and, and changed up with, you know, within a year or so. Um, all that's going to happen to him. And I think that when he gets more comfortable, gets more confidence, as we're already seeing then yes, he will be up there in those elite talks.
6: Hey, Sean, from your time in the league, how dangerous is a team that's a young team that's starting to really feel itself, that has a hot quarterback, a team like that in the playoffs? How dangerous is that team? V-
9: very dangerous. And, and the reason why, um, you know, sometimes when you walk into – in uh, an organization have older players, and they get used to losing. Um, you know, you can you can get the attitude, and and it's very somber around you know an organization or a locker room where guys just they're okay with losing. So now when you got a, a younger team, a younger team like they are, and now they they are, are on the same page and they're clicking at the right time. Those are very because they become scrappy, they become confident. They're not scared to take those risks and 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 go and make those big plays because they're young and hungry. You know, you're not used to a, a lot of guys that scared in those situations to go out and risk it all to win a football game.
3: Sean Merriman joining us on the Farah and Farah phone line. You can check out his new Lights Out Extreme Fighting event that'll be streamed on Fubo TV on January. Fourteenth, Sean while we have you on the line obviously you were renowned for your time with the Chargers but you did spend some seasons up in Buffalo and so we'd be remiss if you know we didn't ask you obviously about the tragedy that occurred on Monday night in Cincinnati between the Bills and the Bengals and Demar Hamlin um, but before we get to that I do want to ask you know your perspective on the Bills the Bengals the Chiefs that arm arms race that Matt and Leon were just asking you about you know Where where do you think the AFC A stands as of now in terms of sheer talent as we look towards the postseason, but also knowing that in light of that game not being played, how things will shake out in terms of seeding for the postseason?
9: Well, you know, I would say this. The AFC has always, especially right now, the talent, uh, it's the, the hardest road to, to win, right? I mean, every single week at this point on, you're facing a – a big arm quarterback, a, a talented quarterback, and we know now that it's a such a quarterback driven league. But also the winning percentages that some of these guys have, you know, you're going to be in a dog fight from this point on. Um, and not to you know kind of kicking the dirt in the NFC, but you know you have a you have an upper hand with some of these games going to be played. There is going to be some mismatches. At this point, there's not going to be too many mismatches in the AFC games. It's just not. It's too it's too competitive. Um, but you know it's going to be fun because. Whoever comes on top now with the AFC with these young quarterbacks with big names and big arms is going to be the ones carrying the league. You know, These top four guys are going to be carrying the league for the next decade.
2: We're talking with Sean Merriman, and when you talk about the extreme fighting and, and just the popularity of it, before we wrap up with you, we'll probably throw one more JAG question at you if we can, but lights out extreme fighting, you are the owner of this I would call it a franchise. So I mentioned second career earlier. How popular has it been among the martial arts and, and MMA uh, family?
9: Yeah, it, it's been amazing. You know, we're one of the most watched programs on football, and that's really thanks to the fans and the people that's tuned in. Um, you know, th- It's funny because even when I talk trash to other people's fans and stuff like that, it, it, to me it's just all about uh, fan engagement because the fans are so uh, passionate and they support their teams, they support – you know, their cities, and I love that um, to go back and forth. But the fans have told us that, you know, this is one of the best uh, up and coming MMA promotions, and we want to continue to have former athletes from other sports transition into lights out. You know, I've been around this uh, this sport for 17 years now and, and watched, you know, the Frank Gores and the Adrian Peterson's, Le'Veon Bell's get into combat sports now. We're hoping to have more and more former athletes now to transition into lights out.
4: Now, Sean, uh, when I retired, I transitioned into boxing a little bit, got into the sport a little bit, helped get some, get some LL, LLBs off of me. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about the, the, the grappling and the and the and the stuff that comes with the MMA. How, tough how how can the big fella transition from that <laughs> boxing to the MMA? Well,
9: do what I do. Just get up as fast as possible so they don't kick you while you're on the ground and throw you down. Right? Good answer. I, Great I, answer. That's that, – that's really the only advice because I think naturally, as, as you know, being an athlete and coming from where we come from, we're, we're very good because we're coordinated, we're explosive. Um, and then, but you know, you get some of these guys that are uh college uh championship wrestlers and uh Brazilian jiu jitsu and jiu jitsu guys that are black belts and even brown belts who can take you to the ground. But it's the discipline for us. Um, I think that one part, one of the hardest parts of us transitioning from what we used to do is you know, not being around the guys anymore, not being able to compete not having a discipline to stay involved in. And I really do and I believe this that every every former athlete from every sport should transition into combat sports. And I'm not saying take a fight, but just take it up, you know, as you just said, because it's, it's a discipline that helps us out a lot. All
2: right, now I think Sean knows this is kind of a requisite thing. It's one of the most requested items that we have uh, uh from our from our listeners, from our nooners, but uh, JJ go ahead and roll it.
6: Looking for Maurice Jones Drew. No, he's going to throw. It. The touchdown is Mercedes Lewis. Let's go!
5: Let's go! Let's go! Let's
1: go! Maurice Jones-Drew was the play-action fake. After he did the fake, he KO'd one of the Chargers. Greg, I'm telling you, this is how you carry out a fake. Watch to the right, the left of your screen, rather, to the offense's right. Watch Jones-Drew, Sean Merriman. He knocks
2: him out. Now, it is kind of fitting and funny, Sean. I know that you're, you're a good sport when it comes to this, but the fact that you are in that arena now with that line that lives on uh, in infamy for some, but uh, Jaguar fans love it.
9: Yeah, no, I, and they should. I mean, they should. It's not too often you can get see, uh, me put on my butt. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, um, I want to also send a shout-out to, you know, Uche. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yes, yes, you know, I'm glad you, you said You guys that.
9: just lost. Uh, it's, it's, I laugh at the clip now, and actually about – several months ago we had a spat because he joked around about it and obviously I didn't take too keen of it um and you know went back and forth with him but we squashed it out over DM and we stayed in contact over these last several months and actually became really really cool uh so it's it's great to laugh about that now but I just before you know we pass anything up I, I want to send a, a shout out to him and his family um and the organization and every you know his friends and stuff like that Since we're on here and and he's a he was a uh, really cool man. We got you know pretty close because of that spat and laughing about you know what happened back in uh, I think it was in 07. Yeah. So I just want to give a shout out to and Jones as to everybody listening, his fans and family and so forth.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you said that because Uchilweneri has stayed very close to the Jag family and in, in uh, Bold City Brigade. is going to have a special tribute to him, and as, as I'm sure the Jaguars will on Saturday. But definitely a, a sad loss. Way, way, way too early. All right, Sean, before you go, just one more quick, kind of set them up, tee it up, uh, how they can get Fubo, and how they can watch uh, Sean Merriman's Ultimate Fight Night.
9: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Saturday, January 14th, live on Fubo Sports, uh, Fubo TV. It'll be uh, live from uh, 10 p.m. Eastern and 7 uh, p.m. Pacific, and uh, a three-hour show, 10 great fights, and if you guys don't have Fubo, please get it, check us out, and uh, show your love for like that extreme fighting.
3: All Thank right. you, man. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. We'll be watching.
5: Okay. All right, Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate
3: right. Sean Merriman now making his way over into the world of MMA, mixed martial arts fighting from the National Football League ranks. I do want to real quick, JJ. I mean, we can kind of do with that. I just want to give a weather update that I'm seeing on the yeah, timeline right we'll now. We'll take it.
1: We'll take it. That just happened brought to you by florida home ac the official air conditioning partner of the jacksonville jaguars
3: only because i know we have a lot of nooners in Mm -hmm. southeast georgia nassau county area apparently there is a tornado warning right now in pierce county just north of blackshear um, so if you are in that neck of the woods north of Blackshear, Stetson-Bennett country, mm-hmm. um, make sure that uh, you seek shelter. There's also a severe thunderstorm warning uh, for Glynn, Camden, Wayne, Brantley, Charlton, Nassau, Pierce, wow. and Appling and Ware counties.
2: Yeah, apparently it's coming our way. But anyway, hopefully uh, you guys will be safe up there, safe and sound. Just keep uh, make sure that the radio uh, signal is still coming in. We'll keep you up to date with everything like that. Uh, that's for sure. But that play that MJD made against Sean Berryman is as memorable we always talk about the great plays and that didn't necessarily lead to anything great as far as the game was concerned Leon but that was one of the great moments in in MJD lore uh for uh Jaguar fans that's for sure
4: yeah he's a good sport about it yeah yeah you know after yeah. all these years <laughs> yeah he did rock him
2: though yeah he did and bold city brigade just to repeat yeah. 77 they will
3: they're going to do a 77 uh, seconds Second. of silence. Um, Cap has said that they're going to send out a full itinerary of the schedule because they're also taking a group photo at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. He'll have that schedule coming up later this afternoon on his social media pages, but they mm-hmm. are going to do a 77 seconds of silence for Ushe, yeah. and I believe they were able to get couple of his jerseys that they're going to be hanging as well so haven't heard anything what the jaguars will be doing but we'll keep you posted if we do as well in stadium
2: at bold city cap and then of course you can just search uh bold city brigade and keep an eye on that but uh yeah one of the guys that that we certainly liked a heck of a lot as a player and then got to know him a little bit better afterwards and um far 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 too early uh all right big source is about to wrap up his part of our show we'll do that coming up right here on xl primetime
1: Saved you a seat. It's lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop.
2: That uh, that should put somebody <laughs> in a great oh, mood yeah. to play some ball right
4: there. Yeah, me and Bo were totally rocking this, bro. Isn't
2: that something? Like, where does it, where does that take you? Where does that sax take you right now, Leon? To the bedroom. Yeah, exactly. It I'm does. sure it takes you to a, to a special.
3: I was just heating up my lunch. I walked back into this sonorous music. we're all music. just in here,
2: just a couple dudes well, listening to the saxophone. We're trying to figure
4: out if this kind of music is being played over there. It's well, a sudden change. Yeah.
3: yeah. So
2: the, the the original NFG, he did text in. He says I mean, he was just cracking up over the whole idea of he said, I'm having trouble thinking about the image of Big Sur's and Buscelli meditating to Kenny G.
3: Well, no, no. Here's the thing. I don't know. So, <laughs> JJ, did you get, did we record some of that Good Morning Football interview with Doug? Okay. So, we mm-hmm. will play some of this. Mm-hmm. He referenced, you know, in light of the tragedy that occurred on Monday, mm-hmm. having conversations with your players with regards to now you have to go out on the field and play that same sport that someone right. just almost lost their life to. And so, Doug said in this interview on Good Morning Football this morning that his role almost becomes a little bit more as like, I forget if he said, like, um, from a spiritual perspective, but, like, you know, just having those deeper questions of, like, mm-hmm. you know, how do you how do you go to work knowing that yeah. someone who just did your job almost died? And so having more of those, you know, I, I don't want to use the word philosophical because I don't think that that's you, – you philosophize because you have time, you know? And, and this is something where well, you're realizing <clears throat> how valuable time is.
4: Well, I mean, well, a lot of players, maybe even more so from what happened Monday – your, mor- your mortality has to be put in question now with the game of football start <laughs> counting man you yes. know uh, uh, you're mo- right. you're, because and that's
3: I th- and that's what I meant when yeah. I said having those conversations like I, mean, I don't think I mean listen I, w- I wasn't here in 2017 I was it, here in 2018. I don't know if that locker room if those sort of cerebral conversations would have occurred in the same setting and light as they are now with Doug Peterson it as was always
4: yeah bec- yeah because throughout my whole career I, I, I've never been in the situation I've never seen anything with what I saw Monday night but that guy had to be resuscitated from the ground. I mean, because I always went into the game uh, feeling a sense of invincibility. You know, I, I felt like I was, yeah. you know, you, unbreakable. You convinced yourself of that. Yeah, I had, to, I had to convince myself of that. That was unbreakable. That I was going to go out here, play hard, that was going to happen to me or whatever. And if, if injuries occurred, they occurred. But what I saw Monday was just – it was it was devastating to me because – Scott passed out. Was, well just uh He it died and had to be no, resuscitated. I,
6: I understand that. And and honestly, it's really it's not just sports, it's life, man. Like if you go to a funeral, all of a sudden mortality hits you immediately, man. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, life evolves. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be cold or callous, but that's the reality of it. You go to a funeral, you go to awake and for the next three or four hours you're like, My God, I gotta do I gotta change, I gotta yeah. do this, I gotta do that. Mm-hmm. I only got so many years left and then Life evolves, right? And you move on. It's like a New Year's resolution on on steroids, basically. When yeah. you
2: when you have those moments, like "What have I done with my life?" type of feeling. But it was pointed out on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures earlier, and this is scary and sad, and and it's real. It said if you're in the military and you've been in these uh, battle zones and oh, military zones, um, like one pointed out over in the Middle East, you've seen some stuff. Oh. Uh, and 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 you know, we always talk about. Uh, Honoring the veterans, but also realizing what they've seen and what they have to go through and how they got to basically keep going. And that's not easy. And even though, like, we, we, a lot of times we'll do military and sports and we'll kind of, you know, pull them
6: together. And that's real. Imagine storming the beach at Normandy and seeing the guy next, to you literally yeah. lose his, bu- his body. Well, uh, disemboweled. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, all right, what am I going to do? Look at him or am right. I going to go get, get to the, you know, the bunkhead? What and, am I going to do?
2: And when you're on the, the ship heading that way, when they tell you one of you, meaning you and the guy next to you will not come back right. at a minimum. I mean, that, yeah, that's just – it's awful. But, yeah, and so I just got to believe somehow, some way, McDermott's going to just try and transfer that and just and get them back to where they are on that competitive level. Because what Leon says is true. You got to go out there feeling like you are Superman, you got a cape, and no one's going to take you down.
3: So since life goes on, um, because it does, uh, the Jaguars are back on the practice field today. They're back at TIA Bank Field Practicing after having to practice at Episcopal last week because of the Gator Bowl game. Um, and yes, the grass has been resotted mm-hmm. at the stadium since I know there were some concerns. Don't worry. It is a fresh, fresh coat of grass on the field. Um, all of the Jaguars' 53-man roster has been accounted for at practice, including uh, Trevor Lawrence, who did practice from during the open portion of practice in a limited capacity. He did not practice yesterday with that toe injury. Yes, it is still going on. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins reportedly practiced practicing today with a non-contact penny from a shoulder injury that he suffered against the Texans. And then Ross Matasik was the final player to come out uh, onto the field, and again, he is still suffering from that back injury. Are
6: you telling me they – there's an entire different different field right now in that stadium, like, like in, they pulled up the grass and put new grass down. Yes.
5: Mm-hmm. Wow.
3: Yeah.
6: For why?
3: Well, so apparently it was really Makes beat sure up. Perfect. I didn't see it yeah. myself, but I know. It's so, it's all,
6: you, you just want everything right, right?
2: But it was also the wear. <laughs> no, it was the wear and tear of the whole year too. So the, and and yeah, it's that one more reason. To do wow! do All yeah. I know, I,
3: I, I didn't know either, Matt. So I was at the, so I'll tell you. So I was at the stadium on you Monday. You know how
2: crazy they are when it comes to. I guess, man. And right. And by huh. the way, they're, they're talking about ripping. That, up, that's not cheap. You know, no, but they're talking about ripping up field turf. If you go up to the Meadowlands and yeah. some of the injuries that have been caused up there, it is significant. And, and, and we have, I'll never forget, this was San Francisco coming over and playing a game and staying over on the East Coast and, right. and, and had to deal with those injuries because of not, not, uh. Met life, but because of the other stadium that they played in, because of how bad the turf was. yeah, That that will lead to some some expensive long-term losses to, of players.
3: So uh, all, I, all I will tell you, Matt, because I didn't know this either, was Monday we were meeting with Doug Peterson, and our guy, Associated Press' Mark Long, asked Doug about, are you guys practicing here at the stadium? And he said yes, and then Mark went in the mud, in the dirt, and Doug just kind of smiled and said yes, it will be ready to go when we practice Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I guess the field was pretty beat up after the Gator Bowl. Um, I, I wasn't close enough onto the field to see that, but apparently, yes, it's a fresh coat of whatever you want to call it, and uh, they are currently practicing. And then, of course, we will hear from Trevor Lawrence coming up at 2.30, so I'll head to the stadium for that as well as open locker room, and, of course, we'll hear from the Jaguar players then.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and just I would think, Leon, you just want to go out there and know that there, there's one less thing that you got to worry about, and, and you need to go out there and, and basically be playing at your best. And, by the way, replacing this turf, they're thinking about this as a two-week at a minimum equation, you know. They're going to they're gonna take care, have turf for this one and then have turf for the next one because there's a big old ball game that follows this one if, if they land yeah, on but the right you're,
4: side. you're not worried about the, no. the conditions of the turf or, or the grass or whatever. We'll play them in the street, sidewalk, wherever it takes because they're in the way. Mm-hmm. They're 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 in the way. You they're were,
6: are you, old school guys. Were you? I, of course, man. You know, I, I never guys.
4: listen. I never called. I never called and said, hey, man, how's 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 the grass today? <laughs> as long as it's short, uh, need to be, I uh, ask that all the time. Speaking uh, of the
3: grass, do. for what it's worth, for that. Did you guys see the front office sports report from yesterday? Uh, the Jaguars are, according to front office sports, the Jaguars are seeking to make one billion dollars in stadium renovations with proposed plans that include. Shaded roof over the bowl seats and a capacity decrease from sixty-eight thousand to sixty thousand. The quote from the Jaguars: "quote We will essentially end up with a new stadium built on the existing structure." Mm. How much are they going to spend? And that was according to uh, Mark Lamping, one president billion of the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Yes, it could re- could reach up to one billion dollars. Oh, it's, it's, gonna it's be like it's what? Kinda.
6: What the Dolphins did, same kind of thing. <laughs> well, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and and I think what you, if all right? So repeat exactly what he said because this is the thing that's been talked about that. I, I want to say Mayor Learning Curry said it to us when we were Correct. down for UFC that he he felt like that stadium renovation could start and continue and this team could operate with the performance center of Correct. football offices over there yes. but could, compo- could compete and play in a stadium that's being renovated.
3: Yes, and I can tell you in my conversations mm-hmm. with Mark Lamping that mm-hmm. is what they're going for. And so the quote from Mark in this front office sports story is, we will essentially end up with a new stadium built on the existing structure. And yeah. the renovations and upgrades could reach one billion dollars.
6: What What are the renovations? Say those again. What they're the renovations
3: do? include a shade roof covering over TIA Bankfield seating bowl. They also include decreasing the venue's capacity from sixty eight thousand to roughly sixty thousand. Mm-hmm. And they plan to upgrade through a public private partnership. The renovations would need to be attached to the team's lease, which runs through twenty thirty. Yeah. Mm. This This wonder, all needs this to is the same. Be and by the there. way, it's the same firm. Well,
2: it'll, it'll. 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 It could operate. In the same way that they're talking You're about You're going to add 22,000 seats? Um, on both sides, yeah. They, they've added 10,000 on one side for a number of years. Yeah. And by the way, I think Florida-Georgia wants this to be a more competitively priced ticket. Really? Yeah. They, right. Remember, they reduced it a little bit attendance uh, uh, wise this past year.
3: The they, fir- they didn't mind the that. The firm that is um- – Behind this proposal was part of the Falcons' 1.8 billion dollar Mercedes Benz Stadium project and the renovation of the Miami Dolphins' Hard Rock Stadium, which cost more than 500 million dollars. Yeah, and the Jacksonville okay. City Council agreed to allocate. Oh, this, oh, that's about the yeah. that's about the um, performance center. So that's can already. In the I, past. Can I
4: propose something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, get rid of the pool, okay? <gasps> hey, you hey, don't man. like hey. the pool? Oh, listen, it's yeah. So Whoa. corny. come on, now. Bro. it's, it's my, embarrassing. Honestly. It is. It really is. What are you talking the about? The first time I saw the first time I came here, and I saw the pool— First yeah, time I saw the like pool, a, like what are I we? said to myself, What would Tom We're Coughlin What would Tom Coughlin say? Yeah. He would say drain it. Yeah. If you're yeah, gonna be a, a serious came back anyways. You <laughs> know, he came back.
6: Not a, there's too many
4: dudes in that pool That's <laughs> what's embarrassing. That part too, that part, thank that's, you. That's, the, that's the worst part. Exactly. Right? I mean I don't you have like you have like six see...
6: dudes right next to each other in the
2: pool. Exactly. Man. I don't want to
4: see European shorts up in the pool list stuff.
2: Okay, but until you've spent one day in the cabana like the Modelo and corona voice the boys cabana's do. different okay. yeah, yeah i love that's the cabana love i'm but talking about the, the pools, pools are. are that's where the like a bunch of dudes in it
3: are yeah. you going to have cabanas yeah. without pools yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, well,
2: why not?
7: It's a nice little signature piece. Like all the other NFL stadiums, yes. Yeah.
2: It's a nice little signature piece, and it does nothing yeah, to take a away from it. It's
7: embarrassing. A cheesy, man. Cheesy. It is. Not. It is. Like you a it, a you're cheesy. supposed yeah. to be a f- NFL football you franchise. You, like, you, got you got go the to the game to watch the game. I, I get the game. whole Florida vibe. I get all
4: that, yeah. but it's a little cheesy. A little kiddie pool. Yeah, it's a little cheesy. Stop it. And I'll
2: tell you this. The one thing that Mark Lamping has done so well, is he's created atmosphere areas that people are willing to pay more to experience. And because of that, he's kept the lower ticket price, as low as he possibly can, second or lowest in the National Football League, because people have those pools to
6: party in. Honestly, that's... When well, you go down to 60000 it's going to yeah. be hard to keep those prices low, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Very hard. Oh, yeah. It's coming whenever you have what you say is close to a billion or around a billion in renovations. Oh, yeah. Those Unfortunately, those ticket prices will go up. But they go up at the same time the team goes up, and then it's a little more palatable for everybody out there. And so from, it, when you from were someone sucking, who used yeah. to
7: have to sit down in Miami in the sun compared oh. to now with oh, that... Yeah. Fake roof or whatever it's called—it's a world of difference, oh, man. Yes. It's so much better.
2: You, and and listen, the the boys, uh, the sea daddies on the east side of the stadium—I mean, they they sit in the sun. And, They're frying. And, oh my gosh, yeah,
6: those dudes think they were hot. Yeah. I don't know if they've ever a game down in Miami oh, without yeah. that roof.
2: Oh yeah, God, that was brutal. Just It's, it's just like having a you know a, a big giant holding an umbrella over the stadium. Oh. That 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 is very very. The good
7: thing about Kane's games team. is no one's there, so you can kind of like smoke a cig in your own seat. Yeah. kind <laughs>
3: Or move around. Yeah, just do whatever, shade. really. Yeah. Bring, bring in some of your own beer. It's a BYOB <laughs> situation because they don't open all the concession stands. I'm just kidding. Uh, I do question, though, um, if some of you like fun. Between the pools and uh, 8043, our guy JP – uh he wants to get rid of the bud zone
7: not jp shadrick no not jp Shatrick. he would never, never say anything about the never. Jags.
3: uh jp in north virginia he he wants to get rid of the bud light zone so people will sit in their seats um, isn't that the whole point we don't want people sitting yeah. in their seats yeah
2: that's uh people like to no congregate what do you mean? and party and and you need to figure out the best way to get them there because uh for the longest time the product wasn't getting them there Okay, the, the, the party was getting them there at, at the very least. Uh, and, and, and EJ on the text line, Designed by Lifetime Enclosures, uh, you like all the other Nooners, I love you, man. Uh, just, just bringing it right now on, on the text line. But that's – I mean, look, you can look forward to a better product on the field and a better stadium ultimately when it all comes down uh, to, to what is next in Duval. It will be a little costly. But well, see,
4: here's the thing. I think the difference is that we needed those distractions because the team was so bad, but it now they were – we're playing a little bit better, you would think they want to sit down and watch the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
6: Right, you don't need a mascot yeah. in the thong, man.
4: Yeah. yeah, you don't need a mascot in the thong. Now that exactly. I'll vote.
2: I'll raise my <laughs> hand on that one. I'm all for, like, eliminating come that, more. okay? Like, uh, Jackson, pick out your wardrobe a little bit yeah, better.
6: The, I mean, well. it was cool. One time was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know. But now it's like pay-for-view. It's an, I, on, man, I, I,
2: I want the atmosphere. Now. That atmosphere yeah. has been It'll voted as today. one of the better atmospheres in the National Football League for a bad product, okay? So they created something there that that – a lot of other people yeah, looking I around agree. going, yeah, that part was good. And by the it's way, great <laughs> Gator Bowl loved it as well. I mean, they were partying as well. All right, Big Surce, I think you're going to party this
4: afternoon. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but why not? Why not?
2: <laughs> you are out the door. I'm out. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Big Surce is on his way out. Before we hit it, let's hit this. That just
1: Happened brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: Never say we don't talk about soccer on this show. Uh, I know JJ in particular will enjoy this latest twist in the Greg Burhalter saga. So, in he's ca- fired. yeah, so mm. in case you missed, no, unfortunately, not that. Um, in case you missed this, United States men's national team coach Greg Burhalter claimed that he was blackmailed over the past few months. Well, now it is being reported both by CBS and ESPN that former U.S. Men's National Team captain Claudio Reyna, the father of Gio Reyna, Mm -hmm. of the U.S. Men's National Team, sent multiple messages to U.S. soccer executives during the World Cup threatening to reveal sensitive details about Greg's past.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's Apparently getting ugly. he kicked his wife. Yeah, it's getting ugly in soccer. You got to play really? your son.
7: Or yeah. you, you know, if you don't play my son, I'm going to leak this wow. info about you as an 18-year-old kicking your wife outside of a bar. That's ugly, what happened.
2: Ugly, ugly, ugly. All right, uh, we will keep it rolling. Sex Prime Time, thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. Don't forget, you can get on out there today, any day. Enjoy a beautiful golf course they always take care of. Two eight seven play. That is the number for the Golf Club of Southampton.
3: Speaking of geos, mm-hmm. let's yeah. say hi to our geo. This is the good geo.
1: Our next guest is not affiliated with the NFL or Jacksonville Jaguars. Discussion of injuries is solely based on opinion. Now, the Bari Orthopedics and Sports Medicine injury breakdown. I'm coming in.
2: Geo dances his way in into the studio every time when he hears this music. This is his walk up. Uh, Dr. George Bari, He and Bari Orthopedics, and they have locations all over the city of Jacksonville. And he is with us right now, a little XL Prime Time. Talk as we talk injuries. Geo, welcome in. How are you, buddy? What's up, man? How are you guys? Uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. What is uh, what is your resolution? Go ahead and give it to us. Right uh, now.
10: to eat healthier. As I ate a Slim Jim on the way. On the here. way. Yes. But
2: that's, is there anything protein really truly? Really, that's, really, that's right. Is there anything really truly bad about a Slim Jim? That's I think it protein? tastes phenomenal. Uh, yeah, they're, they're just, just my best. opinion. And you could make one Slim Jim last about a week if you play it right. Yeah, they
10: get the, the extra, the big ones are like oh, yeah. 400 calories a piece because they're super huge. <laughs> really? when, I was, yeah.
3: when I was working in news during hurricane coverage, yeah. like that was one of the oh, foods the that gym. they were like, oh, just load up on the Slim Jims. Yeah. My mom, of course, as a dentist was yeah. like losing her mind. And, and I was I just, like, I swear, I, it's okay. It's gonna I be can't right.
2: imagine the nitrates and all the stuff that's yeah. in there. But who cares? Okay. It's that's what makes it so on. good. All right. Now, uh, Bari Orthopedics breaking bones on Sunday morning 7:30 if you have a sports injury question and doc deals in the you know every joint pain that you have you can hit the text line designed by lifetime enclosures at 641 uh, 6411010 we'll try and get one or two of them on but we're we're definitely going to spend time right now doc slightly out of your field fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews as an orthopedic surgeon but what happened on a football field two nights ago or Monday night was scary as all get-out with uh, what happened with DeMar Hamlin. What did you think?
10: Yeah, so normally when you see someone go down on the field, especially after a hit, the first thing you think of, he got a concussion. You know, we didn't – how did he get hit? Sometimes you get a concussion. doesn't look like a big hit, but mm-hmm. you have one. And then, obviously, they realized it was something else. But he had – and it's not official yet, but it looks like what we call commotion cordis, which I think people have mentioned now. Basically, it's a hit on your chest right on the center of your heart. On the exact, it's within only one to three milliseconds of your heartbeat that this can happen. So it's very rare, only about thirty cases a year. That's how rare okay. it is in right. the world. In the world, right? Super rare, but it hits your heart at that moment with the exact amount of strength that's needed, about like forty mile per hour uh, fastball, they say. Yeah. And it prevents your heart from repolarizing, right? So the electricity that works your your pacemaker in the heart, they call it, it, it doesn't, it stops, it doesn't, it prevents it. So you get what we call V-fib or ventricular uh, fibrillation. So the ventricle, which pushes blood out of the heart, is just kind of quivering. And it's wow. not pumping. Yeah. And at that point, that's when we need the fibrillator, the right. AED, which they took out yeah, and, the, and they did the right, the, right the mm-hmm. fibrillator. And they got his heart back. The the question for him and, you know, there are, there's a, it used to happen in lacrosse a lot because he used to teach them to kind of catch the ball with their chest a little bit or hit it to the chest. They learned not to do that. They changed the pass for lacrosse. They teach them not to kind of, come out at, at an oblique angle so that doesn't happen. The question for him in his recovery is how long was he out bef- without oxygen to the brain? Right. And how long did it take them to realize, wait, this is not a concussion, which is what you would think if someone gets hit and goes down. This is actually a cardiac issue, and we need to get the AED and do CPR. I, I don't know that answer, and every time I try to find a replay, I can't, you know. But George, it- if,
6: you're, if you're an EMS and you go up to that situation there, right you clearly can see that he's not breathing, right?
10: Right. So here's the thing. As a team physician, someone go, someone gets hit, they go down. You think concussion. like I mean, that's normal. Right. You run out there, right? You say, hey, bud, wake up, I'm trying to see. It's going to take you, I mean, I would assume it's never happened to me, you know, knock on wood, but probably 10 to 15 seconds to realize, wait, he isn't breathing, right? I mean, there's commotion around you. Players are on top of you. Right. You know, he has a mat- helmet on, so you can't really see his mouth. He has pads on. So you can't really see chest going up and down. You have to kind of feel around and 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 look closely to to notice that. And then when it's noticed, there's always aimless, At least at college football and NFL games, there's aimless There you call them in, and that's when you see everything happening. So I know every NFL team has the airway management uh, physicians there. They have doctors that are part of the NFL just to intubate and just to do um, you know these if these things happen as long as well as paramedics. Because the team doctor is an orthopedic surgeon, although he's a doctor, that's not his specialty. So they have those people there just in case that happens. So how long was, he, was his brain anoxic? I'll ask
6: you, how long can the, can the brain go without So you, they
10: say five, six minutes, right? And so they were doing CPR, trying to pump the oxygen through uh, to get it to the brain as much as possible before they got what we call Ross uh, return of spontaneous uh, breathing and um for circulation. And then so, you know, that, that's going to be his biggest thing. How much brain damage does he have? And that's the question. If they got if it any. quick, if any, if right. Any. If they got it quick, none. Great. If, if it took them time, and it's not their fault. Sometimes you do CPR, it just takes time to come back. Right. If it took a lot of time, then that's going to be a problem.
3: It does sound like they started it. I mean, I know they performed CPR for nine minutes. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it was pretty instantaneous so, because of the way he fell was just so jarring that that's why everyone. out. Right. So I will tell
10: you CPR for nine minutes is a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is not a short amount of time to do CPR. That that is a an eternity in CP, You know. So. Yeah. You know, all you can do is hope that nothing. But you know, that he comes out fine.
2: Uh, now we're gonna do a special breaking bones on Sunday, and it'll be dealing with this. Uh, so let's set that up because look, we we'll encourage anybody to look into CPR, find out what you uh, you know might need to know right in a crazy situation. I mean you can
10: do it online there's e- classes you go I mean obviously getting CPR certified is, is the best thing but if you don't have time or you don't want to do it you can watch videos not right. the greatest thing but it's better than nothing and it's just compression it used to be 30 compressions two breaths and no one remembered how many now it's just compression mm-hmm. all you gotta do is compress and you have to compress enough I think it's believe two or three inches down mm-hmm. to get to actually hit the heart so the heart can pump right you know they say a good compression you're gonna most likely crack ribs right, right. that's normal so you have to have good compression. It's not just like light taps.
2: All right, so set up our show Sunday morning. Yeah, okay. we're going
10: we're gonna to have Dr. Travis Smith. He's an ER doctor uh, over there at Flagler um, and at St. Vincent. He's also going to be the, the dean of the first medical school that we're having here in Jacksonville over there at Lecom Medical School at JU. He's going to be on just to discuss from an ER doctor's perspective, uh, commocio cortis and, and you know what they see. Yeah,
2: and, and so it, it, it's a little scary. All
10: right, so— okay,
2: it,
6: wait, Hang you, on real quick. Yeah. Can you do CPR through
10: pads? You would have to probably cut them off. So he had a shirt cut yes, off. Yes, they they they, they 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 okay. they have the scissors. There, they yeah. just cut yeah. them. Yeah, and, and
6: so that's more time then. That's. I mean, yeah,
10: off. that all yeah. takes time, right? Exactly.
6: Yeah.
2: And, and so that's what you're hoping for within the time frame yeah. when it started that they were able to get something going at that point before it reached that you know that 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 number. All right, um, I, I, let's just leave it at that. We got. I know we have hamstring injuries and whatnot, right. but you know this is probably the thing that's. First and foremost, with everybody, as far as what they're thinking about. Uh, all right, Doc. Uh, Instagram.
10: Yeah, Doctor. George Barry.
2: Doctor. Sure, George Barry. George Barry. Yeah, make sure you check him out there. You can go to BarryOrthopedics. dot They have locations all over the city of Jacksonville. And if you do have joint pain, we'll try and hit a couple of them uh, with breaking bones Sunday morning. We're going to tape it in advance. Because the Jaguars game will be Saturday night. Because
10: Joe said there's no way I'm waking up Sunday morning well, from that game. I, I feel course. like
2: I still will be in a celebratory mode. You know what I mean? And so I may not be, uh, I may not be fit for air uh, that early. But we're we're looking forward to. We're
10: drowning in happiness or drowning in depression.
2: <laughs> we're happiness, man. Happiness. It's not the only thing he's yeah. going to be drowning. Yeah.
10: Believe me. All right, Gio. Thank you, buddy. All right, thanks, guys.
2: All right, uh, Doctor Dot George Barry on Instagram, and definitely check out BariOrthopedics.com. We get into the two o'clock hour. We'll get back to your Jaguars. We did mention that laundry list of injuries that the uh, Tennessee Titans are facing, basically half of their roster, half of their roster from day one on injured reserve.
3: And I do want to bring up one last reminder for you Mm -hmm. folks. Shout out to our Nooner Ray, who just reminded us Mm -hmm. on Twitter, and I just reminded the 1010XL multimedia team, Mm -hmm. because the announcement was postponed out of respect for DeMar Hamlin last night on NFL Network, the hope is tonight when they announce the Pro Football Hall of Fame 15 modern era finalists. Freddie T is mm-hmm. among the 15. Oh, he announced yeah. tonight at 8 p.m. on NFL Network. As of now, we'll keep you posted if there's any right. more scheduling yeah. changes. That's the
2: hope. And if you're talking about one of the more dynamic and worthy players uh, that played in the league and wore uh, your Jaguar teal and black, uh, that's the that, that's the cat. I mean,
6: that would be not only that. That would just be like a cherry right on top of this mm-hmm. entire season. Oh yeah, yeah. It really nice. would.
2: It really would. He hadn't, we head into the Two o'clock hour, XL primetime, thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. Tournaments, you can start thinking about planning one in advance. Fundraisers, whatever it might be, they'll kind of work hand-in-hand with you and take you all the way from basically setting up the tournament, the menu, everything that you need to do on course. You can work with them. They're a great group of people. The Golf Club of Southampton called 287-PLAY.
1: is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL.
3: 2 o'clock hour is here. Three minutes past the 2 o'clock hour. Leon Searcy off for the day. Our thanks to Gio, Dr. Bari, for stopping by as always. Again, a new Breaking Bones, a special edition dropping Sunday, of course, no kickoff show on Sunday, but still 7.30 yes. on Sunday morning.
2: 7.30 Sunday morning. And, and Travis Smith, uh, as uh, Geo explained, an ER doctor uh, that is with – actually will have ties to JU as the dean of their new uh, medical school opening up. But uh, an ER doctor that sees a heck of a lot and can give us – A lot of perspective on what they see, what they have to deal with, how quickly they can act, all that type of stuff. So we will tape it in advance. It will not be a live show, but we hope that people will still send in questions. Uh, One, I need to point this out. Sam from Duval on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures uh, said his mom runs a CPR first aid training company here in Jacksonville. Okay. uh, And self-services is what it's called. So I want to say that out loud for other people to hear because that is a very good suggestion. And look, we're not trying to preach, tell anybody what to do or anything, but in those real life situations, a little more.
3: It's a good life skill to have. It's like tying your shoes. Like you should be able to tie your shoes and you should be able to know what to do in an emergency situation like that. And,
2: And I've been around some, some scary things, unfortunately. And, and heck, I go all the way back to Barberville. Volusia
7: County Speedway. By the way, Joe is always in some type of like horrific situation. I don't know how that <laughs> it just but, follows you around. Yeah, man.
2: Like, and, and this it's was so sad. makes for a
3: great story. Yeah, it's
6: just totally does.
2: <laughs> I mean, this was sad, but it was Barberville, and it was the late models, and it was uh, street stocks, and they were uh, you know a great Saturday night show. This was when I was just starting doing announcing at local tracks, and I was Palaka or Putnam County Speedway, Volusia County, St. Augustine Speedway. And this guy comes around turn four and hits the wall mm. and does not hit it hard at all. Does not hit it hard at all, mm. and everything comes to a complete and total stop. They have to life flight him out of there, and he did not make. It.
7: That was like and, Dale. Yeah. Like his and, hit and, and, crash wasn't necessarily the craziest one you've ever seen. No, and I was there for that too. And I just and that Jeez. was
2: uh, uh, Dana Hogerson, uh, coach right now of Houston, was there with us, Brady, and we were all there, and. You want to talk about a Paul coming over the speedway when you realized something bad had happened and there were plenty of people that left that, that speedway that night that had no idea. And yeah.
7: yeah, I do have the latest update um, of this whole situation in the NFL. Mm -hmm. This is from Adam Schefter. He says NFL exec, Jeff Mitchell said discussions about what to do with the bills Bengals game are ongoing. He knows they have to make make a decision on it. Quote in the coming days, But NFL executive Troy Vincent explains that the league's focus has been on DeMar Hamlin. Mm -hmm.
3: Which then Coley Harvey, who is once again live on SportsCenter right now, but also tweeting because he's been on the Zoom call with Troy Vincent. Mm -hmm. Um, He says Troy Vincent's camera isn't on, but he is getting very emotional describing his emotions and focus this week. Sounds at least as if he's crying between words. Obviously, this is a very emotional situation. We all had emotions towards it, but as JJ – I'm sorry, I have to say this. As JJ pointed out during the break, Troy Vincent also is probably emotional because – Where's Roger Goodell
7: mm-hmm. yeah he's pretty much made try events in the face of he's like said to Troy
3: okay go yeah. go figure it out
7: do my work
2: and and it's uh, this is where I, I I find myself defending him more often than I probably should but this is one where there is no defense uh be out in front be visible uh if you if the statements that come out that say you are uh most worried about one of your players you need to say that out loud where people can see it uh, and and I know it's crazy to constantly say we're we're looking at all the possibilities and we haven't made a decision yet but you have to keep saying it uh because this is how social media works they will crush you if you don't do something and make it happen uh or make it appear that you are thinking of everything and and basically coming up with the solution as quickly as you can that just
1: happened brought to you by florida home ac the official air conditioning partner of the jacksonville jaguars
3: well 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 what a turn this segment's about to take mm-hmm. jimbo fisher is finalizing a deal to hire bobby petrino wow. as texas a&m's offensive coordinator and bobby petrino will take over play calling duties according to chris low of uh, espn this is going
6: to be a colossal uh, collapse that I'm is
2: waiting beautiful. to happen I guarantee you Bobby Petrino comes in there and goes, it's, all right, I got oh a list of God. co-eds that I want to hire that uh, we can bring in here and we can get this party started. I'm going to need
7: a motorcycle? <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. The I got a checklist talk, of things that I need.
6: Bobby Petrino has to I, need, I need one of those
2: uh, neck braces. Just make sure that's on the side. <laughs> and a sugar bowl left. Yeah.
6: He left Missouri State a month ago, not even a month ago, three weeks ago, yeah. For head UNLV. coach. To be the OC at UNLV. And now he's leaving there. Now he's leaving. UNLV to even be the OC at... T- didn't even he's coach He's never, one game. He hey, never change.
2: He will never change. didn't
3: Manny Diaz do that too? Oh, yeah. I'm And By the way. He
2: the way. will never <laughs> change. Did him did coaching it. Missouri State. Not Missouri. Him coaching Missouri State. They almost beat his old Arkansas Dude, Razorbacks this it's going to be
6: just a colossal collapse in College Station. Well, it's on you
2: right now. Between, between hair plugs and neck braces, I don't know what's going to come between Jimbo and, and Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino... It's Unfathomable. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, well,
6: it, this is almost growth are on – These two of the biggest egos in college football. But this is
2: almost almost growth on Jimbo's part that oh he's relinquishing God. play calling duties. Now, it may be to Bobby Petrino, but he's relinquishing something that he did not want to give up.
3: Bobby got fired in how many games as an NFL head coach?
6: Well
2: – 11?
3: He-
6: I don't. I can't. How many?
3: How many games do we think till Jimbo fires him?
6: in the NFL, no, Bobby
2: left. left. Oh, he He left. left. Sorry,
3: but it was eleven games. games, but he He leaves everywhere. Right. So how soon? How soon do we think it'll take?
2: Two things that I'll never forget about Bobby Petrino, and and one of them is like it almost made him seem a little bit like more grounded. the The first one was he left here and took basically a half, like a fifty percent pay cut. To get out from under the thumb here, and then we all know he went to Auburn. Then he went to, and then he came back into the National Football League, uh, went to Atlanta, left, left notes, basically saying he was gone, and that's all. That was no communication face to face with anybody from a player, from a coach to player point of view, and so he has done some stuff. There is no doubt about that. I just
3: love it because I also saw on three the recruiting service yeah, yesterday. Yeah. In addition to now doing portal rankings, they did a ranking of how many players have entered the portal from your program. Number one, A and M. Number two, Mm -hmm. the Florida Gators. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, and I wonder. All right, so let's take those two together real quick because I wonder, Matt, if you talk about the the portal entry, the two that hold the record right now, A and M and Florida, for this you know this go round of transfers entering the portal.
6: Florida has that what twenty two right now? Is that right? I I. 22 um, or 23 of them. Yeah, I'll pull up the, the actual stat. and like 25, I think.
2: But what I'm thinking right now is that if you're talking about Florida and A&M leading the list, no matter what the number is, Florida is trying to get rid of people. At least that's the thought from Billy Napier and company. Identify guys that... that Either he doesn't think want to be there anymore, doesn't think should be there anymore, and then a few of them are just jetting out. Okay, you
6: got a couple really good players like Tarkins going to be a starting tackle for USC, right? But I'm just saying, generally speaking, the majority
2: of them. Congrats on your
3: engagement, by the way, Michael Tarkin. Right,
2: but the majority of them. One young
3: Ashley Baselli. Continue.
2: He's trying to get them out. Okay, was that fair to say? For the most part, I would say. Okay, and then the other half of this, Jimbo, are guys leaving. He's not running them out. They're
6: leaving. Yes, the majority. For the most part, yeah. Okay. The, yes. And these are like – there's like three five-stars that have left. Yeah.
3: So, so here – he, yeah, here's yeah. the actual numbers. So, it's 27 for A&M, 22 for Florida, 22 for Arkansas, 20 for Arizona, 18 for Jackson State, 18 for the Canes.
6: Yeah. 22 yeah. for Arky.
3: Wow.
2: Yeah. And, and, look, that was what was yeah, – we were so, talking oh, about You, you weren't Kept here last week. Day. That's right. Yeah. You were on vacation. But after that win, he called it – how many 37, 38 34. Guys? Yeah, 34, thirty-four guys that that he was going to make sure that they got recognized for being part and he called it the one of the biggest program like the best wins win
7: since that, he's been at the program that Arkansas's
2: ever had. I mean, he, he went straight Jerry Jones on them, uh, <laughs> but I guess I don't know what the defections were, what the exodus was all about. We might find out a little bit later, but that's a lot of people leaving. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, or yes
6: fairly man. a fairly successful by Arkansas standards program. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then. Jackson State it obviously makes sense. They came for Dion, they leave because of Dion. Right,
3: that one I'm okay with.
2: And Travis Hunter following him, and you know right, some of the other guys.
3: That's fine. And yeah. actually, they did most transfer in's rankings, and Colorado mm-hmm. is at the top. Yeah, because of everybody that he's yeah. bringing in.
2: Yeah, for all the obvious reasons. All right, um, is Gucci that he's bringing in. So, all right, we'll, we'll at least take a peek at a couple of other college items coming up here in just a second. Florida did, you know, sign twenty guys. They got the un- Under Armour All American game with some of those signees that we'll touch on. But you're heading down to the locker room. Yes, sir. Yep, yep, yep. Gone, gone, gone. To hear from some of those guys if we get ready for a Saturday night kick, so you can check out all of our Ten Ten XL social media channels and she'll have some interviews from the locker room coming up. So so just a little college football that we'll throw at you. By the way, like what was the most watch game bowl game for you out there? that wasn't the college football playoff, one of, one of the two semifinals. What was the next most watched game that you enjoyed the most, if that makes sense? The thing that you loved, separate from those, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641 10, 10. There were some eye-popping numbers for people tuning in. This
1: is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL.
2: 18 minutes after the 2 o'clock hour XL primetime. C. Matty Hayes, he's got stuff cooking right here on the Superstation along with SaturdayDownSouth.com. Mia O'Brien headed down to the locker room. We will keep the college football talk going uh, right now, and then we'll get to some of the thoughts. Uh, Doug Peterson, good morning. Football, um, which you love. This time of year, when you're a guest on Good Morning Football, because all they do is talk NFL, and Doug Peterson was well, one of their games guests. Games of
6: Significance. Exactly. Here's another thing, too. Real quick. So, um, the ESPN, one of the draft analysts came out with their Mach 1-0. And I get on, and I look at it, and it kind of suddenly hits me. The very best, if they win the division, Jackson win the division. Right. The very best they could pick is 21st. 21st. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. From back-to-back uh, ones to 21st. Right.
2: They have picked... And I'd have to keep my running count, but I believe it's 12 of the last 13 years in the top 10. Either 11 of 12 or 12 of 13. Uh, we're, it's, it's been a minute, okay? And they have been picking in the top 10 or trading up to get into the top 10 far too many times. It began with Derek Harvey in 2008. That's how far back we're going. And so it's, it's time, okay? Live in the bottom third of the draft. And make sure that you're in the top third when it comes to making it to the postseason. Seriously, that's what you got to do. All right, I want to do a little college football, which we mentioned with with the news that Jimbo Fisher, if you're just tuning in, Jimbo Fisher has now hired Bobby Petrino as his offensive coordinator uh, at Texas A&M. Let's let's fire up a little 10-10 take, J.J.
1: Now, Joe C's 10-10 tape. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue. Local pitmasters since 68.
2: So, Sonny's has got to go, and especially as you start to head into your postseason, your college football championship game is Monday night. And, of course, you got all the postseason NFL action coming up. Make sure you check out Sonny's anytime you're thinking about tailgating, bringing it home, just heading in for lunch, any of it. Make sure you check out one of your local Sonny's on the first coast. There was an average of 21 million viewers per college football semifinal. That is a massive number, massive number. That's huge. And so I say to myself, will the college football playoff expansion bring 20 million eyeballs to all of their games? Because that's probably what some people are thinking in college football land. The answer is no, okay? Until you get to the final four, it's probably not going to give you those types of numbers. But then you add up, what a round of 16, a round of eight, the final four in a championship game will ultimately yield, and you're looking at a quarter of a billion eyeballs, potentially, when it's all said and done. And so that's what they're banking on. That's what they're hoping for, and we'll find out if they get it. But they could not have a better springboard, Matty, into that conversation to get it all done than what just happened because, as I pointed out last week, most of your semifinal games have been two-score games. It was an easy defeat, and the favorite won lopsidedly. Now this was a great, great lead-in to the discussion. Let's make it a 12-team playoff. That is the 10-10 take. I'll tell
6: you what else was really important was – what I think they would have been the five. USC would have been the five. The 12 obviously would have been Tulane. Yeah. Right?
2: Tulane really fared, fared so, well. Tulane won the game. Okay, themselves okay. so
6: Tulane won the game. And I know there's people going to be out there saying, oh, why would you say it? But it's it's reality. It's a different – if that game is for a playoff, I think it, I, USC I, plays I, it a different way. I tend to agree with they you. They play it a different way. Of it, course. It's a different, yeah. it's a different yeah. preparation. I'm not going to argue that. But point being, and I think this is kind of the point I'm trying to make with the playoff, is you have two extra rounds of, uh-oh, somebody might get hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if a quarterback gets hurt? What if a team's best quarterback gets hurt, right? Yeah. Then you're out there running around with a walk-on, or you're running around with a guy that's never played. Stetson Bennett. <laughs> right. <laughs> point being, point being is because you have two more legs to this thing, anything can happen. Anything. You can get a hot team. You can get a team that has a bad game that turns the ball over four or five times, mm-hmm. and there you go. So uh, it's it's almost like the NFL tournament at that point. Once you get extra legs to this thing, extra weeks, extra games, the, you the, the beauty of it is – something crazy will happen. It always does.
2: And and I can appreciate the idea of what if and the idea of Cinderella and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if it will deliver it all the way through and through from the round of 12 all the way down, but it's possible. And I've always maintained we need Cinderella through the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, and then after that, whatever happens, if, if, if the blue bloods rain and chalk rises to the top, that, that's fine. I got no problem with that. But, you know, give me that story. And I think
6: in the 12 team, you've got the potential sure, of a story I mean, like that you sure. know, to, to I actually mean, happen. I, I mean, not only that is – I guess Alabama would have been the five. Mm-hmm. So um, not, not only that, you've got a chance for a team like Alabama mm-hmm. that loses two games on the last play of the game, mm-hmm. and they're out of it at five. Are you telling me Alabama couldn't win this, all, this whole thing? Yeah. Of course they could. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. And, and they're just barely on the outside. And they're the exception to the rule because they're usually one of the top four. You know, that's, we have to acknowledge that.
6: No, I mean, you do, but at, at the end of the day, they're not the same Alabama. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line, their receivers, they're not the same no, Alabama. No, no, no.
2: And, and I don't know whether we truly got this, but we did see a leveling of a playing field a little bit more. Not completely level, of course not, but a little more level. For the TCU's of the world to step in there for a Big 12 team to actually beat uh, a a a blue blood in Michigan and get to the College Football Playoff, I didn't even realize that TCU had ever won a Natty. Okay, but it's been almost a century. Yeah, so it was 1938 that they won one, and so getting them back there that is a great story to to name image and likeness. I don't know how much, you know, the old Horn Frogs and the Lance Barrows of the world had uh, TCU graduates as much as
6: not as much as many people, but it's it's a It's a great story because of the conference they're in, the fact that that conference was left for dead once Texas and Oklahoma said they're going Mm -hmm. to the SEC. Uh, You know, It's 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 a huge feather in their cap. It's a first-year coach who walked into a situation where a beloved coach had been fired, and it was trending downward. They won five games the year before. I think they'd won a total of, like, 17 in the last three years. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely trending down there. He got a couple transfer portal guys of significance, but nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. They basically went in there. He hired Garrett Riley, who's Lincoln Riley's brother, mm-hmm. as his OC, and they, they away they go. So any of you Florida guys who think, okay, well Billy walked into uh, Billy Napier walked into a mess, believe me, Sonny Dykes walked into a mess too. Yeah, it's not like Sonny Dykes walked into
2: this great roster. Yeah, but Sonny made him forget that it was a terrible situation by winning.
6: Well, he also and, and he also went they're... in there with a great system. Yeah, a great offensive oh, coordinator. I mean, Garrett I mean, Riley's gonna be head coach very soon. Yeah. And he's a guy who's done it before at yeah. a power five level. Yeah.
2: I mean, you and I are making the same point, and and that's why I want you to follow along because I'm I'm taking a shot at Billy here, okay? Because you can come in, you could take a bad situation and make it a lot better, and people completely forget about how bad it was. Right. Because of the job you've done. And that's what Sonny Dykes did in Fort Worth. And Billy, meanwhile, people are trying to figure it out, scratch their head, make excuses, whatever. And and heck, you can take Doug Peterson right here in Jacksonville. Does this look like a bad situation that he inherited? Hell no. It looks like a great situation. Right? Uh, he he has put himself in position right now to. Because make, of what he and his staff did. Yeah, yeah. To make people forget about just how lousy it was.
6: Right. And, and, and if you're running around there driving around thinking it's not, you know, it's all Dan Mullen's fault, it's not all Dan Mullen's fault, okay? It's not. Dan Mullen's fault. All right. Thank you, JJ. <laughs> Dan Mullins' sitting there in Pontevedra right now going, uh, he gets shots every day. Yeah. Every day he's getting shots for a guy who, look, Part of the thing about coaches that take a new job is, guess what? Those are your players now. Mm-hmm. So you've got to figure out a way how to win with them, whether you like them or not. Yeah, and you've uh, got to figure out a way how to develop a "quote unquote" generational quarterback to get it to the point where he doesn't admit. I think at the second or third week of the season, that he doesn't have any confidence. Yeah, mm-hmm.
7: Kentucky. I think after they
6: lost to the program, the program. <laughs> he was talking about how he's lost confidence. You mm-hmm. got to be kidding me. Yeah. yeah uh, so if you guys don't, if you guys think that. This is not on Billy Napier. Trust me. It's on Billy Napier. Now, I think, I think he's going to do a good job there. Mm-hmm. But you're out of your mind if you think this is not on him.
2: All right. I asked people on the text line, Designed by Lifetime Enclosures, what was that best game for them outside of the college football playoffs? Uh, Westside Belvis says Tax Tax Slayer Gator Bowl was the best Gator Bowl game that he had remembered. An awesome game. It's really hard to
7: argue because it had Wow, he even put the uh, sponsor in there. Oh
2: yeah, he's <laughs> smart. He's giving Tax Slayer a little credit for that uh, Gator Bowl, but it was just it had everything from a packed house to big plays, signature moments, uh, and and it ended you know with with a highlight. Uh, Tulane USC, uh, great game. Also uh, nominated, and I honestly I can't argue with that one. I thought that one might be. A little bit of a sleeper, the way things started. What and about then,
7: the Kansas game? Oh my gosh, that comeback! One, yeah,
2: another one that mentioned. That was fantastic. You know, Arky Kansas. Uh, Kansas. Um,
7: the Vegas Bowl was my personal favorite. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> yeah.
7: Didn't yeah. miss a snap.
2: Yeah, exactly. I know you. That was appointment viewing for you. <laughs> it really was. And, and you know why? Because you had time on your hands. Because Miami didn't have a <laughs> yeah, exactly.
7: game. Yeah, exactly. So I told totally him. I'd get rather it. not be in one than play like that. Yeah, and then just from the CFP,
2: love, love, love watching Ohio State and their. Born on third base, Coach Ryan Day
7: loses. Oh my God! What's the line?
6: What's the line for Twitter when Ohio State loses? Everybody wins. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
7: we have a a person at Ten Ten XL that really loved it. Um, Hacker Ryan, the hacker Green, Midnight, January First, Twenty Twenty Three, tweet. Uh huh. Yeah, it just means more.
2: Oh, is, it, is that the it's, SEC uh, chant? Yeah. Is that is that the SEC that. chant? But well, we're all together here because so we're not winning. I we're guess now he part of the was cheering
7: for Georgia.
2: Apparently, yeah, yeah. We're not winning. We're now part of you, and and and, right. and by association, Georgia, we Alabama are a winner, here, right? Yeah, it's it's just it it is comical. Look, I would always tell everybody: do not try and tie yourself to Alabama. Alabama's never going to tie themselves to you no, uh, based on exactly. your success. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, I, I I got. George from Mandarin just all over me uh, uh, thinking that all I do is think orange and blue. You got the wrong guy there, that's for sure. But he said, what's wrong with Petrino? I'm sure he's not as good as whomever the Gators OC is. Um, He's a good play caller, and he just comes with baggage. Yeah, we're just making
7: a joke about his whole, you know, career yeah, he's a great
2: he's
6: a great play caller he's can't a laugh turd, at that. Is
7: yeah, what he is. you
2: can't laugh at that resume and at least see you know a, a guy that is just keeping it between the ditches for most of his life is
6: he's one of the worst dudes ever are you <laughs>
2: kidding me yeah and he coached lamar jackson yeah and, and, and made him a heisman trophy winner and look he is a great play caller
10: yes
5: yeah. he's a and, great
2: coach yeah and so I, I i'm not sure how all these
5: but things i don't like the guy here in,
6: last year was a great coach also, also a turd yeah lost
2: It's XL primetime. That
6: just happened. Brought to you
1: by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
6: Okay, this is from Judy Batista of the NFL Network. The Pats-Bills game is on a schedule Sunday. Hang on now. Although Troy Vincent, who is the number two in the NFL office, behind, of course, Roger Goodell, did not rule out moving that game. Said conversation hasn't been had. All conversations with Bills been about DeMar and the well-being of the players and staff. So that game may not be played, or it may be moved. And it's now Wednesday, and we still don't know. They still haven't had that conversation. That's the dangling-in-the-wind feel that NFL
2: fan has right now, and that's why they're clobbering Goodell and, and whoever is you know, the mouthpiece right now for the league, and I'm sure the Players Association uh, is – But there's
6: tentacles to this. Well, yeah, of course. This decision.
2: Yeah, we're talking – look, as soon as this happened, you couldn't help but say number one seed is on the line. And if number one seed is on the line, it affects a lot of AFC playoff spots. So then, it's like we said earlier, the NFL was pretty smart when they did this. They said week 17 – or now make it week 18. We want division games that will decide playoff positioning. We don't want guys sitting down – in the last Sunday of our regular season. Now, there's still a couple of them that are going to do that. But for the most part, Ravens, Bengals, Bills, Patriots, Jags, Jags Titans, Titans, they're yeah. all designed to have an impact on the playoff picture. You start stripping away one of those games saying we're not playing it?
6: So here's here's what I think they're going to – I think they're going to vacate the game between the Bills and the Bengals. They're just going to vacate They're not going to do any kind of weird lottery crap, okay? You're i are not going to call it a tie. Right. They're just going the right. to vacate it, okay? So then if the Bills don't play this weekend, this this is the problem. If the Bills don't play this weekend and say we'll take the L, which is what they will have to do, they're not going to vacate two games no. because this game has right. playoff implications. Yeah, with the New England the Patriots, Patriots and the need to get to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not going to olay lay the Patriots in yeah. and say, okay, well, the Bills are not playing. That game has to be played.
7: Yeah. Which Jaguars-wise, you know, we all talk about that scenario. If they lose on Sunday, which they won't, but if something crazy happens and they lose – the Bills beating the Patriots is one of the things they would have to have go right teams. to yeah. get in as a wild card. Yeah. And yeah. if they just give the Bills the loss, then that means the Jags wouldn't be eligible. Well, it's not for just a wild the Jags; I think it's the Dolphins and another team. I probably, think probably, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not so sure.
6: they're not. You're not O-laying the Patriots in the playoffs. No way. I, I wouldn't think no so. way.
2: Yeah, and and I I I knew there were going to be. Great, great decisions and, and grave concerns from a lot of different sides on how this thing was going to be played out. And people aren't going to be happy.
7: No, no one's. They're going not to be making happy. any decisions. Yeah, that's, that's the, uh, the problem. Uh, from well, the great, great song
2: of Rush, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice.
7: That's yes. true. Uh, like so, it's three p.m. on Wednesday. Yeah, things was, have to be decided. I
2: was I'm thinking sorry. about writing a coffee table book about the greatest individual lines from rock
7: song. I was thinking a about a coffee one. table book about other coffee table books. Nah, yeah, that, that's a good one.
2: That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. I'm going to play me right <laughs> now. What? Yeah. 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 <laughs>
6: what? <laughs>
2: but I would love to know, you know, just like those. That's one, a good one, Yeah, because yeah, if you choose not to decide, you still have made choice. It. It's just a great line. There's so many great lines. Get the, get the actual origin of how they came up with that particular part of the song. The other one is, you know, I got so many of those that are in my head. All right, let's do a uh, funky fact, which is in my head right now.
1: Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky
2: Buddha. Now, you can definitely check out the craft. Uh, Really, they just got so many cool ventures when it comes to, you know, the flavor profiles that you're looking for with different craft beers. Funky Buddha, look for them in the cooler section of your local grocer. Now, this is a a, a who's who list, okay? Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Tom Brady. Ever heard of them? Yeah, they're all pretty good. Uh, four players that had at least 25 touchdown passes in at least eight straight seasons. Okay? Mm, yeah. All right? Those four, at least 25 touchdown passes in at least eight straight seasons. Who are the four you named again? Manning, Breeze, Rivers, Brady.
7: Okay. What about Dan Marino? Hang on. These are the so ones. Who? We're going to be one of the guesses, yeah.
2: Who is the fifth player? All right, so it oh. could be Marino. Now I'm just nope. Uh, I'm, I'm just, just trying could. to help you. I'm trying to help you here, all right? Because we got a little bit of a clock that we're working on, like Jeopardy. If they just joined this list, what would that tell you? That it's
6: fairly recent. That it's yeah. not Dan Marino.
7: Exactly. Yeah.
6: So they just joined the list. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not Russ Wilson because he hasn't turned twenty-five. Just <laughs> say that. Manning,
2: Breeze, Rivers, Tom, Aaron Rogers. Tom Brady, Aaron so, Rogers Manning did it in 13 seasons, Breeze did it in 11, Philip did it in 11, Tom Aaron Brady Rogers. did it 10.
6: No. Damn. Wow. Really? Don't tell me Kirk Cousins cuz I might get sick. Oh. <clears throat> uh All right, let's just go ahead and end the game because it
2: is. Yeah. Kirk
7: Cousins. Yeah. Good for you, Kirk. Is
6: that how is that possible? Is Seriously. that not crazy? That's just this
7: generation of offense. It really Matt. is.
2: I mean, that is the just the quintessential definition of stats are not real in today's NFL. What's the craziest thing that or his contracts or the money he's made? Now? Well, the money he's made is just nuts, but he has 25 touchdowns. And by the way, the classic thing about this let me see if I can pull these up real quick. The classic thing about this is that he set this record or this mark. Um, by going into this last game and just getting absolutely smoked uh, by Aaron Rodgers, who now, thanks to what he was able to do this past week, is, is inched up and has done uh, the exact same thing that Kirk Cousins has done, but 25 touchdowns. Dude,
6: he at looked least terrible in that game. Too. He was so, so bad. Oh, bad. So, so bad. Was and But well, uh, he also being, you know, he's going up against one of the greatest to ever play the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Kirk will mark it down.
2: He was the first to get there as far as 25 <laughs> touchdowns in eight straight seasons. It's XL Prime.
1: Hey, remember this? Oh, they incredible save. He robbed him. Call it copy. Rob,
9: They bury me upside down, and my critics can kiss my
1: Time now for a Modelo moment. Make your next moment with a Modelo. The national championship on the line right here. He's going for the corner.
3: He's got it.
2: Well, when you hear that voice, they, they had a they had a, a great moment on college game day because I think the broadcast booth was named after Kirk Herbstreet, the Street, Kirk Herbstreet family broadcast booth and they all started congratulating him and then Chris Fowler walked up there and said uh, it is Keith Jackson's press box so you're living rent free uh, thanks to Keith Jackson so whenever you hear Keith Jackson's voice right there as short as that was what a great moment that was a modello moment back when Vince Young as dazzling as he was what a great game between Texas and Southern Cal and Texas was able to go in
6: there in the land of the roses and beat him. standing right in the corner there he ran right into the corner of the end of that was
7: standing you were right there right
6: there (laughs) what do you guys say is i could have reached out and touched him actually
7: like like like, what do you think is the best game college football game you've ever seen to me this is number one
2: that's really honestly i'd have to think i'd have to think
6: about it the best one ever
7: you know the rose bowl the year before with michigan versus uh texas very good amazing game too
2: Heck, I, there have been really a
7: lot of good Rose Bowls. The best one I've ever Oklahoma, been Georgia. The best one I've ever seen or been at? Uh Seen. Uh, you know what?
2: Uh, that is a May topic, and it, is. Uh, it, it really is. is. We're that. waiting, the waiting best, on the French the show. Been at so. is probably, yeah,
6: kick six is probably pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. but but yes. this,
2: that that game was such a pinball roller coaster type of game. Both had their chances to win, and then obviously the Longhorns upsetting. A, a team that looked like they were just stacked, okay, had so many great players. Um, that would be hard. Now, I tell you what, this one doesn't
6: count as a championship game, but. Could have used instant replay in that game too, by the way. One of those Texas touchdowns. Vince, yeah. Vince Knee's knee, Vince mm-hmm. Young's knee on the ground as he pitched it. I'm so dumb with instant replay.
2: <laughs> I'm so dumb. Uh, but the, uh, the FSU Florida, 32-29. Great game. It was just one of the best great games game. that I've. Yeah. Ever, ever yep. seen, yep. Uh, and, and heck, Tennessee, Alabama this year may may live in that in that space. It's one of the greatest games. Six
6: was good. Uh, the twenty ten Iron Bowl when mm-hmm. Alabama jumped out when they came four. back when they came back. Came came Cam, back, Cam back, Newton and company, yeah, that was a great one too. Yeah, man. that's
2: that's another good suggestion too. Now the two
1: minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service, Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop.
2: Brandy Show on the road. The embedded and shredded Hayes Carline. I looked at him earlier. I handed him the remote, remote equipment, and I said, "Now go to Islem Wing and order up those coconut shrimp." And he just went running out of here. We say hello to him now.
0: Joe, I'm ready to order the coconut shrimp <laughs> like a champion today. Yes, you are.
5: You're fired. I am up and prepared ready.
0: to do it. And I I also have a suggestion for JJ. I -hmm. love his idea. I think his coffee table book should have little legs so it can become (laughs) a coffee table book if you don't have one.
2: If we do this like kind of a collective brainstorm, I think we actually can hatch a really damn good idea. This is good. I like this. I like I, was, this. I
6: was watching it last night. So many good episodes. Man. So, it's uh, so
2: great. And then they picked um, but, they, uh, they picked the perfect two for him to go on with. Uh, with Regis oh, yeah. and, and Kathy Lee. Lee. Oh, oh,
0: it's God. so great. Yeah, it it's so, so great. Um, but uh, but yeah, we're uh, we're thrilled to be here at Island Wing Company here on Southside, and uh, boy, you can feel it. You can feel the energy in the city building for Saturday night, and we're certainly looking forward to talking all about Jaguars Titans and uh, we'll get to some other things as well, but obviously it's going to be primarily a lot of Jaguars talk coming up on the Frangie Show.
2: You know, we talked to Blaine Bishop earlier, Hayes, and and they do sound like a defeated, beaten bunch, but uh, Blaine said it. He's the one who predicted that Jacksonville would have a better game the last time up in Nashville, but he thinks he'll come in here with some fight uh, Saturday night
0: for sure. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this is a game where Mike Vrabel is going to challenge their manhood. Uh, This is going to be one of those games. This is going to be one of those games where uh, they're going to turn it into a street fight and uh, and the Jaguars are going to have to answer the bell. You know, the Jaguars are more talented, but they're going to have to prove that they're tougher. Yeah. And I think that's going to be Mike Brabel's, you know, mantra all week. And, uh, and you know, I, I think it's it's going to be one that's a legitimate test for the Jaguars. I mean, it's, it's a seven-point spread. It's not an 18-point spread. I mean, this is a game where... You know, the Jaguars are going to have to rise to the occasion. I have confidence that they can do it. But, uh, but yeah, absolutely. The Titans are going to come in, come in with one mission, and that's to be physical. They're going to hit to the echo of the whistle. And they are going to try and bully the Jaguars because I think they probably realize schematically they can't play with them.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Love it. So you guys will have it all this afternoon for the next three hours.
0: We will come see us at Island Wings here on Southside.
2: Sounds good. Thank you, Hayes. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, All right, take care. Hayes, Caroline, Frank, Francy, Lauren, Brooks, and uh, Agent Gibbs holding it down here. They will be right there uh, in Tinseltown Town uh, on Southside Boulevard, off the text line. We were talking about the great, you know, greatest college games you've ever seen. Uh, Uga, uh, Ohio State last weekend was phenomenal. It's definitely and, and, up there, <laughs> and it may, it may go. And seriously, if you think about Georgia in championship games, be it SEC or national. And then the college football, football semifinals, they have logged some really great games uh, in the last, whatever, uh, 12 years. Yeah. They really have.
7: Yeah. Last 10 years, anyway. I mean, that Tua game was oh, my God. an instant classic.
2: Yeah. It was something else. All right, we are out. Thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. Uh, A 287-PLAY, easy number. Just dial it up and say, what are your tee times? How are we looking? And then you can head out for an early morning, late afternoon, hit the practice area. Don't forget Friday night's. On the patio where they've got music, Chef Gary with a special menu item, always a lot of fun. Just to hang out and enjoy and watch the sun go down. The Golf Club of Southampton, two eight seven play. We are out, Joe C, Matty Hayes, Mia from the locker room. We'll have stuff for you later. Big Sirs and JJ.